Yo, 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 skirt bag. What is up, my guy? It's been a minute. What's going on? We should start playing that song, like, when we go, like, a week in between episodes. And I said, yeah. That would be the perfect fucking intro song, dude. <laughs> What's going, going on? And then just end it right there. Not much, dude. What's going on with you? <laughs> no intro to the episode at all. Dude, it has been a minute, and I feel like uh, a lot has gone down in our respective lives slash, like, sports world. Like, Dude, so much. I, I mean, I was texting you, you know, last Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever it was, and I was like, fuck, dude, we're not going to be able to record, um, like, this week, and there's a lot of good shit that's happened. Aaron Ola just gave up back-to-back solo fucking shots. That game's 4-2 now. Are you oh, kidding me? Oh, man. Hey. Solo shots are not going to kill you though. You still got a you still got a two run lead. That's huge. Solo the, shots the killed the Padres yesterday. Dude, Dude Schwarber. Schwarber. Oh, oh my god. god. Did you he see what he said about it? That ball. Somebody he, uh you know how they're doing like those interviews like in the dugout like in the dugout a yeah. home run. Yeah. Um don't even have time to digest what just happened and they're like sticking a mic in your mouth. Yep. <laughs> and the announcer's like or the, you know, whatever the fuck the interviewer guy's name is. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, blah, 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 like your swing. Like, how did that swing feel? He's like, yeah, it felt good. Dude, I just <laughs> hit that baseball 485 feet. I don't think it gets any better than that. That's, I think that's the highest exit velocity a ball's been hit this entire postseason. It felt fucking yeah. good. Oh, dude, I think that I think Schwarber's home run is the highest exit velo all year. It was like 120. No, I think it's fourth. It's fourth? it's fourth all year. Yeah, it's 119.7. Oh, I thought I thought it was like one twenty, like on the dot one twenty. I was like, I nah, don't see you don't when, dude, you don't see that often. Yeah, when when they uh, the announcer of the game was like, he fucking smoked that ball. It was one hundred nineteen, hundred twenty mile an hour like exit velocity. So I thought it was one twenty, and then they said later, like a few minutes later, it was like one nineteen point seven, and I was like, oh, so he just said one nineteen, but then rounded up to one twenty because give the man credit, right. Dude, um, that, that was an absolute piss it, missile. Dude, up into the yeah. second level, 488-foot bomb. Did you see what he said about it today, though? It was kind of cool. Nah. He was like, they were asking, was like, what's it like to hit a home run that has, like, that type of exit velo, blah, blah, blah. Like, what's your approach? And he was just like, I mean, dude, it's whatever. Like, to me, I'm still one of those guys that just thinks a home run's a home run, whether that be 500 feet or just, like, a wall scraper. Like, I was just focused on, you know, helping my team out, winning the game, but... It always feels good to hit a ball like that. <laughs> it's just like, oh, dude, he's a fucking ball player. I love me some Schwarbo. Me too, dude. And he's it's funny. He's been in a slump like a little bit like this playoffs. First of all, when we were playing the Braves, they walked him. Why? He was like not a single hit in like 30 or 31 plate appearances consecutively. They walk, were they like they pitching around Schwarber. him or did they like intentionally no, walk him? Straight up intentionally walked him like on one pitch like pitcher like catcher like stood up out of the box walked him to get to Reese and then Reese hit a fucking three run shot I think. Dude I mean I get it because like Schwarber's the type of uh, hitter that can like make you pay on one like one swing of the bat. Like, but so can Reese. Dude I so can Reese. love it bro. First I'll, I'm going to take you back on a little trip. Bryce Harper's first game as a Philly Opening day, two, three years ago, I was working in the city and I was like, all right, slow day. Nobody from my team was in the office. It was just me. So I was like, I'm going to go down to uh, this uh, bar that I love. I all loved. They closed RIP Tavern on Broad. It's like a hole in the wall dive bar, Philly sports bar. Um, So I just went in there. Place was empty. 
Um, I sit at the bar. I'm like, I'll sit here and drink Miller Lights all day if you let me get on your Wi-Fi so I can, you know, wiggle my mouse and pretend I'm working. Right. So sitting there watching the game, they intentionally walk Bryce to get to Reese. Loads of bases when they walk Bryce. And I'm like, Reese Hoskins is going to hit a fucking grand salami here, and then I'm leaving. Sure enough, second or third pitch, see ya. This ball is gone. And I was like, all right, I guess I, I guess I got to go home now. Kenny, and, Kenny was out the door before the ball landed. No, <laughs> he saw the bar- swing was like, all right, that, yep. That'll do it. Bartender was like, bro, I can't believe you just fucking called that shit. That was awesome. Like, any shot you want on the house. And I was like, yeah, I, I mean, I got to drive home still. So I'll just take a shot at JMO because I got to so That's why they closed cool down. <laughs> uh, that's fucking awesome, though, dude. What an experience. Yeah, that was dope. Um, but I love it, dude. People like pitchers and teams just like sleep on Reese. And like I get yeah. it, like he hasn't had like that clutch factor. He's not like a scary guy, but he still hits bombs and like if he connects with one, he's gonna fucking rake. And well, dude. yeah, they walked Schwarber, who's been in a gnarly slump to get to Reese, and then Reese went yard and made him pay, and I love it. Reese is the perfect like sneaky five hitter that you can just sneak in to get like behind your um number four guy to get him some protection because it's like if you do walk our cleanup hitter like Reese Hoskins is gonna, like he can make you pay, think, which is perfect, dude. I think he's batting three. I think what we've been running with is like Schwarber, JT, Reese, Bryce Harper, Castellanos, Alec Bohm, something like that. And then dude. seven, eight, nine has been like uh, Brandon Marsh or whoever's out in center, you know. And then Gene Segura usually eighth, and then like Bryce and Stott nine. Sometimes like the seven and the nine flip flop. I I'm like this postseason and actually like actively seeing the Phillies as much like way more than I do in the regular season, like just about them in general, dude, you guys low key have an amazing lineup. Like we do You're 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 one through like six in the lineup is really fucking good, dude. And then like Gene Segura again, not like a scary name, but like dude's low key clutch. Like when you need a hit and like late in the game, like, Gene Segura is going to get you, like, a little slapper single, right? And, like, Bryson Start started the huge rally against the Braves, and he's our bat in seven or nine. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, it, so sometimes, it, it, like, the like the meat of our lineup, like, our one through six is, like, oh, like that's, like, that's pretty serious. But, like, seven, eight, nine, get it done as well. Yeah, dude. And a baseball team that has a lineup where they're seven, eight, nine, and they're just their back end of the order can, you know, hold themselves and not collapse like that makes a baseball team dangerous dude mix that with some good pitching which you guys have in wheeler and nolo most of the time like yeah dude. just gotta do their job dude and that's what you guys have been doing just winning games. it's so scary bro like the bullpen terrifies me it's they're all I'm over in the, the same place, boat dude. i'm in the same boat dude i know jose alvarado was fucking down in triple a for a month and a half this year before coming back up and I thought he was going to blow it in the bottom of the ninth yesterday. Um, yeah. We only had a two-run cushion. We had two men on at one point with fucking Josh Bell up to play. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but, I mean, he, he got the job done, so thank fuck. But uh, Sir Anthony, he threw a fucking lights out eighth inning yesterday. It was like fucking seven pitches. Um, he's good when he's on. They Both those guys are hitting 100 regularly on their fastball, right. which is nice. Um, but, I mean, going into the postseason – Zach Eflin was our like our like go to closer going into the postseason. 
He was a starter. He was like the four or five in our rotation <laughs> all regular season, and now he's coming in for one inning. Like it's like I yeah. like Zach Eflin, dude. I think I think he's a fine pitcher. He's like okay at the back of your rotation, but you guys picked him up like before this year too, right? No, no, I feel like he's been with us for a minute. Who was the? Oh, it was might have been a bullpen piece you guys picked up like in the off season or like right before the season started. Remember we were talking about him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I can't remember his name, but now he's nowhere to be fucking found. And yeah. It's funny because when we signed him, it was like he he was like oh like our probably our biggest pitcher signing, and I don't I can't even remember his fucking name now, and um, I just remember being like looking at his like stats and being like, yeah, he was good like two or three years ago, but the last two seasons he's been like very mediocre, like not great. Yeah. Um, and it's just I was just like, dude, I'm just tired of signing like has-beens. Dude, I like. Uh, from a Yankees perspective, that's been our like mantra for seven years now. It's so annoying. Like I, it started with like Ichiro and Beltron, and and not saying like, obviously like those guys are Hall of Famers, but like they're not names like at the time that we signed them, where it's like gets you excited. You know what I mean? Because you know you're gonna and have we them can for both one or two years, and they're way on the decline. Who? Andrew McCutcheon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like both the Yankees and the Phillies signed him well past his prime. He w- I thought he was really good as a Philly. He was hitting dingers um from the leadoff spot. Um I mean dude, Schwarber- he, was a, he was a great Yankee too, but that's the thing. Like you sign those guys for like one or two years and then yeah. it's like, you know what I mean? They're not like a a a stone of your team. They're not like a, a piece that, you know, you're gonna be able to be like, Oh, we got like Oswaldo Cabrera right now for the Yanks. Dude's gonna be like a stone of our team for the next, I don't even know how long. Like he's a right. su- like super legit prospect is coming up and is like raking in the playoffs and just like playing like a major leaguer when he's had 60 major league at bats. And it's already, you already know, like this yeah. dude's going to be in our team pretty for much at no minute. cost until he gets traded because his trade value is dumb high right now. But right. I don't know. The Phillies are stressing me out. I didn't think they were going because I thought they were going to get bounced early and I wasn't going to have to worry about them. And now but, dude, isn't isn't that awesome, though, how you've pretty much gotten a few games away from the World Series, not really having any serious stress because there was no expectation? Yeah, it's beautiful. So, like, like, dude, the Yankees were expected to, like, just, like, mop the floor with the Guardians. And yeah. we were sitting there, Went game five. five, postponed. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, dude, that was absolute madness. That whole, like, 24 hours of the postponement and, like, the pitching and who's going to start and how, you know what I mean? Did you hear the story about the Guardians, how they, like, went back to their hotel? And, no. uh, dude, so after the game got postponed, the Guardians, like, didn't have a hotel. So they went to book one or they went to back to the one they had, but it was already, like, fully booked. So they couldn't stay there. So they had to find a hotel, like, in the Bronx, like, next to the stadium to, like, stay in. And it was like this whole debacle of them not like having a like, place to stay. Right, dude. The rain out just like fucked everyone. Like, and now the That's Yankees. Tough. Now the Yanks are on a back to back for game back one. Back to back. Dude, we were popping champagne last night and we're kind of playing an hour and a half. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> That's baseball, though, dude. Teams, you know, adversity just comes and goes. You, you had a lot of off days in the ALC or the ALDS, though. That's, that's like the difference. Well, dude, we had all of those off days and then we had the off days. Like during the wild cards, like series right, because you didn't play a wild card, right? So we went like six days without playing, and then a bunch of days off in the ALDS, and it's just like fucked all of our pitching because guys are getting like thrown more than they, than they should, and like, dude, um, if we had the bullpen of like Mike King and Clay Holmes and um 
Ron Marinaccio of, of like the first half. Obviously, mm-hmm. like Mike King got hurt. He's getting Tommy John, so he's not going to be like coming back. But you dude, never know. I would have I would have never expected like our bullpen come October be like the scary part of our team because our bullpen right. has just always been so good. But I was saying I'm in the same boat because now it's like last yesterday we had Nestor go on three days rest and he went five innings or six innings or something like that. And I was like, that's insane. Like to have a pitcher who's already on a, like a pitch count for the entire season pitch in ALDS, the first round of the playoffs on three days rest and still put up five innings, like shows you the amount of trust our bullpen has, which is not much. Yeah. Well, our game three, either game three or game four, the Braves threw out uh, Spencer Strider, that rookie. Yeah. Kid's nice. Fastest pitcher ever to 200 strikeouts. Um, in, in the history of baseball. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Um, and But he, he was hurt. So this was his first. He actually got hurt against the Phillies. This was his first game back. And he was on a pitch count. And he was supposed to have a short start, like three or four innings. And... I think they tried to stretch him a little bit because he was money. First two or three innings was like, there were like one, two, three innings. He right. was fucking killing it. And then they just, they let, they put him back out there for like one more inning and the Phillies just, just got lit the up. up on him. And then like the bullpen came in and the, the Phillies just kept hitting. Yeah, dude, baseball is a crazy fucking sport like that, man. Like it's so 50, 50 compared to other sports. It's, it's the epitome. It's the sport epitome of, on any given day like yeah it's just that much randomness and like weirdness to baseball where you literally like you get guys like michael k and and people who commentate john sterling in the booth that have been there for like 60 years and like to this day they're still like dude i've never seen that before in the game of baseball right watching i've been covering baseball my entire life i've never seen that Um, do you think that we have seen the goat of baseball in our lifetime? Um, but Otani's making a very strong case for that. I know. That's what I was thinking. So, uh, my boy Austin te- today was like, he texted in our group chat, super random. He was like, Benzema just won the below the or he was like, do you think that like we've become like numb to goats? Cause we had like, you know, pretty much in every sport, except for maybe hockey and baseball, we've had like, we've been alive for the goat of, of the sport. You know what I mean? Like Messi, yeah. Ronaldo, LeBron, Brady. Yeah. But I, I was mean... like, and so then I started thinking about it and I was like, well, I think about baseball, you know, Mike Trout, a lot of people want to say Mike Trout's like the greatest because of his like war and shit like that. And just, but then it's like wasting away on a bad team. But then right. Jeter might be the goat when it comes to like winning and titles and clutch clutch play, right? Because that's kind of why Brady's the goat. Like Brady's not the goat because of his like amazing performances. physical ability. He's right. not like I mean I don't even he maybe has like one MVP. Like he's not like an MVP kind of guy. But I mean he's a stud and also longevity plays a big part of it because you know he's got the most passing yards, most touchdowns, right. like everything. But a lot of that is just longevity. He's played longer than anybody else. Um. I mean, at a very high level, there's a reason he's the GOAT. Like, I'm not throwing shade, but he's not, like, you know, the most, like, dominant player. He just is a winner um, and always was, and that's kind of how Jeter was, too. And But right. then Jeter, too, you know, 3,000 hits. Like, that's nothing that's, like, you know. Because of longevity. He played for 20 yeah. years, you know what I mean? Um, But then I thought of Otani, right? He's the fucking Babe Ruth of the modern day, which is fucking ridiculous. Better than Babe Ruth, dude. Yeah, better than Babe Ruth and modern day, which is ridiculous because, like, 
how like so specialized like positions are. Like if you're a pitcher, you're literally only a pitcher. That's all you do. There's a reason yeah. that we have a designated hitter that hits for the pitcher. For you, right? Because yep. all the pitcher does is pitch. And when you know before the DH, all the pitchers in the NL were fucking ass. Yeah, you get like two or three guys that would have like a career like. 10 home runs maybe and you're like their like career DeGrom. batting average is 150 you're like oh that dude's nice no dude degrom was like degrom played shortstop up until like i'm pretty sure the major leagues or minor leagues whenever he got drafted he was a shortstop his whole career so like going into the mlb he had that ability like to hit at a high level and make like you know a career out of it obviously because you're not just gonna you're not gonna get drafted to the mlb if you can't hit the ball but you're good at shortstop right. you know what i mean right so like not like when before the DH rule when he was hitting like he was an actual threat and it was right. cool but like you to your point like you don't see that like ever now obviously right. the DH rule but like even before and then I started thinking what well, maybe you know we're not giving the man enough credit but maybe Albert Pujols should be in that conversation yeah he's done a bunch of winning and he's in one of four players in the seven hundred club right and he's the only one that's done it in the modern era steroid free. Hank Aaron was, you know, close, but, like, look, Babe Ruth was hitting fucking meatballs. Hank Aaron was hitting meatballs compared to what Albert Pujols was hitting. Yeah, but do you think 30 years, 40 years from now, it's going to be like, oh, Albert Pujols was hitting meatballs? Maybe. That's the thing. That's the one thing that I When do we hit that threshold? When do we hit, like, the peak of, like, all right, we can't get, like, human beings physically can't get any more athletic and just, like, I mean, you can always get better with your mind. I don't think there's a limit. You don't think there's a limit? So you think like 200 nah. years from now, humans are going to be jumping like 200 feet? So um, I'm trying to get like, you know, we talked about this before. I'm trying to get my shit together, kind of. So every day what I want to do, you know, when I go to the gym, I want to get home from the gym and then just like hang out in the living room, like let my body cool down, do a little stretching. And I want to read one chapter before I get in the shower. So I'm starting um, the book Can't Hurt Me, which is by David Goggins, right? Absolute fucking superstar, yeah. David Goggins. Love, I love when he's on Joe's podcast, dude. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, dude, he's an animal. Amazing and episode. So I started on Tuesday, and I had an 8 a.m. meeting. So I didn't really have time for a full chapter because it was 30 pages. So I was like, all right, let me just like read the intro. It's just a few pages. Like I'll read that, You know, drink my protein shake, go get in the shower. Um, and in that, he's talking about he was at MIT – for some seminar talking to people and it's like him and like a bunch of doctors. Right. And the one doctor is like, says something like, Oh, you know, like there is a limit to what your body can do. Like you can only do so much, blah, blah, blah. And right now, and, um, Goggins was like, dude, that's literally like, he didn't say anything, but he just like, as he just like made like a facial expression and somebody was like, Oh Goggins, like, it doesn't look like you agree with that. What do you think? And he was like, yeah, dude, I think that's fucking bullshit. Like you literally, can do like your mind just is like the one is, your tells you that you can't do it you know what i mean you can fucking do it you just have to tell your mind to shut the fuck up and go out and do the fucking thing he's like you literally can do anything that you want to but it's people like you like that professor who are telling you oh there's a limit blah 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 because it makes you feel safe it makes you feel comfortable when you fail he was like you literally can do anything that you want to and i think he's kind of a testament to it bro this dude will run Super marathons over 100 miles long on a fucking broken ankle with his fucking feet all ripped up because he ran a, a super marathon two days before. Uh, and he's just a like, marathon nah. on a broken ankle sounds like my version of hell. Yeah, a super marathon, <laughs> like literally where they're like 80 to like 120 miles or more, like Holy multiple shit. days and like through terrain. Like that's what this dude does. 
Wow. I dude. like I I just remember him talking about it on Joe Rogan. He was like, Yeah, like I had like a fucked up ankle and like my toes were all fucking ripped up with blisters and shit from training. Like I was an absolute mess. Pretty much everybody said that I shouldn't run, but I said, Fuck that shit. Mom ain't raised no bitch. I'm gonna go run this fucking super marathon through all the fucking elements and I'm gonna win it. Did he win it? I, I don't know. But he always places like top five ish, you know what I mean? He's always like at that's, the top of those. It's not like he's just like, oh, yep, I'm out here. I'm doing I'm thing. There. Like, yeah. nah, he's hustling. Um, he's crazy, bro. He's got stories. Um, I've, there's just one that I've seen a lot where they were uh doing boat carries when he was in SEAL training, and they were carrying you know their heavy ass fucking boats over their heads, and everyone is like feeling like shit. And Goggins is like, I'm gonna take these officers' fucking souls, and his entire team was like, "What?" He's like, "We're gonna take their fucking souls," and he was like, "Um, we're gonna start fucking pressing this boat over our heads, like shoulder pressing this boat over our heads." And these dudes are just fucking hooting and hollering and screaming and fucking pressing this boat while everybody else is like dead. And he's just like, "Dude, I like it's honestly, it's all just." the vibes dude like you bring the vibes and you bring the energy and it energizes everybody around you and like he's like dude i looked at these officers looking down at us and it looked like their fucking souls left their body like a ghost came and snatched them <laughs> up they could not believe what the fuck they were seeing and it's just like dude is built different he was talking about like he would they'd go out for runs and he would be like the dude that leads the run and like sometimes like you know they would have like regular routes and stuff and guys would kind of know like where they're gonna stop like when they'll be done like their five ten mile run whatever it is and sometimes he would just be like all right fuck it i'm just gonna keep going now these motherfuckers they don't know where the end is because we went past where the end usually is so we're just gonna keep going and they're not gonna know and he dude he's an (laughs) asshole he's so fucking badass dude and i haven't started the book but i'm stoked for it because i've seen like i see his shit all over instagram and whatnot and he's a savage Dude, I was going to say it's crazy how, like, people don't realize how much, like, energy and vibes, like, connect to everything. I feel like, yeah. like, the vibe in a room, like, when you walk in a room and, like, you can tell, like, the vibe is off, like, you already know, like, just how everybody's already going to act, I feel like. You know what I mean? And it's like, you kind of just get stuck in it. And I already know that I want to leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. It's so funny when you walk into a room and you're just like, yeah, I'm not supposed to be here. Like, that's the first I, thought you have in your head. Yeah, these people are not the kind of people that I want to be hanging out with. This is not the energy in this room is not where I need to be right now. <laughs> that's, but then you dude, hang out anyway. I wonder, does he does David Goggins have a podcast of his own? Yep. Or is he just he does? I might start I listening so. to that. He was I'm eating he, eating my Schwarberfest hoagie it felt right i mean yeah dude this we're here for a vibe this isn't a podcast this is the first mm-hmm. official vibe um episode one vibe when schwarber was raking throughout the summer obviously hoagie fest was going on and then he hit a little bit of a slump so some people were like yo wawa bring back hoagie fest for the playoffs like we need it for red october blah 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 so they got schwarber fest so they got all their hoagies on hoagie fest prices um, so I, I was leaving the gym today. I was like, Phil's game tonight. Schwarber hit a dinger last night. I'm going to go get myself a little shorty. I'm going to eat that shorty. They got the fucking turkey gobbler back. I was thinking about copping one of them, but I didn't. I went honey roasted turkey. That's my jam. Dude, have you ever had the uh, Thanksgiving turkey deli, like deli meat style from, um, oh, what's it called? Not Butters. 
It's something something like Butters or some Butterball. Butters. The South Park dude opened up a restaurant. <laughs> Butters, yeah, he's got his own deli meat now. <laughs> nah, I never had no Butterball it Thanksgiving tastes... leftover turkey guy. No, it's not like leftover turkey. It's like a, a t- sliced turkey that you get at the deli, like sliced meat, but it's Thanksgiving flavored. It tastes like the turkey, the cranberry sauce, the potato. It's so, it's such a distinguished taste, dude, but it's amazing. We actually passed a, a production like farm of, of Butterball the other day on our way to a pumpkin patch. And I was like, oh shit, they have good Thanksgiving turkey, sliced meats. So they have, it's just the meat and it tastes like yes. stuffing and cranberry sauce and all that? It tastes like Thanksgiving dinner all in one piece of meat. It's turkey. That's probably so terribly processed. 100% dude that's so bad for you yes dude the company's called butterball <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but it tastes amazing you might have a heart attack after two sandwiches but damn it dude will you enjoy yeah. those two sandwiches wawa does a gobbler i love it it's just like turkey but then they put like stuffing and cranberry sauce yeah. on it i think i've had it once when i was visiting you when we it's stopped a classic at wawa. honestly when it first came out it was really good and everywhere made it good and like honestly, Wawa's just kind of like going like downhill a like little bit, like falling off. Yeah, they just they've got too big for their britches, and then the quality has taken a toll. I, Plus, I hate like, when some companies of the do that, that shit, there. dude. Yeah, that's a th- oh, dude. There's nothing worse than like like the other day, Magoo and I. I think it was Friday night. We uh stayed home, did something, and just like DoorDash McDonald's at like ten o'clock at night, and. I don't know, was it Chick-fil-A? I don't know, one of them. But one of them, like, downsized our fry order and then forgot one. And we are just like... It's so bad. Dude, it's so annoying. Like, I'm not even, like, mad. I'm just annoyed because I'm like, I was really looking forward to eating those fries. And mm-hmm. I don't even care about the money. I'm just hungry now. Mm-hmm. Um, but thinking about, you know, things that I wanted to say, I guess we'll stay on the uh, the baseball train for now. I feel bad for the Mets, man. I feel bad for the Mets. They had a good year. And it's not even like they slumped, right? Like, they... I mean, they kind of did, dude. They were they up 10 like, games. Yeah, but they didn't slump that hard. Like It's not like they had, like, bad losing No, streaks. they didn't collapse like the Yankees did, but... No, like, and the Yankees still won their division. They just, like, cooled off a little bit. And the Braves were like, well, we're not going to lose another game for the next three months. So <laughs> we're going to take your division title. And then the Mets get bounced in the wild card into the Padres. Like, But listen, dude, I, I understand. And I know Lex is listening to this. I understand like your whole connection to the Mets and stuff. But like from an outsider perspective and also like Yankees fan, it's just like the perfect Mets season for us, dude. See, and you can't even the say. Mets- the Mets you aren't can't even a say threat from to an us, outsider though. perspective. Why? That's what you say, but they're they you you they get under your skin because the Mets fans they, because talk because shit about Mets the Yankees fans talk shit. I'm just like, bro, right? Like, why are you? So they you try to make say, it a rival. You can't say from an outsider unbiased perspective because you hate their fans and you're always That's like true. chirping their fans <laughs> and stuff. You're like you have a biased opinion. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You know what? You're 100 percent right. <laughs> so here I'll say this. As an insider with a super biased opinion. <laughs> Love to see it. I don't know. But, dude, that's the thing. Like, I don't hate the Mets or, like, their players or their team. I, it's just, like, the fans of the Mets that I know and, like, the way that they hate the Yankees so much. I think that's what pisses me off about the Mets. 
Yeah. And I and I, I do get it because I get that from every fan base being a Yankees fan. That they're just like the team to hate because they're the Yankees. And I understand that. And it doesn't ever it only bothers me when it's the Mets because they like I think it's probably because they're from the same city, but it's just yeah. like what you're the little brother of the city. You have been for a hundred fucking years. It's like why are you talking so much shit? Like we're not trying to start anything with you. But I'm gonna still chirp you if you're gonna be chirping. Yeah, that's um, true. Man the, City are the Mets of Manchester, it feels like. No, 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 they're like the Yankees. Everybody Dude, no hates them. shot, bro. Not no like, shot. Yes, Not they more are. than yes, Manchester United. Bro, brother, Manchester United is like the brother, most let hated. Me explain. No way, dude. Yeah, oh, dude. my God. You're high as fuck. Manchester no. United well, are fucking shit. They are so yeah. bad. They are horrendous. They have not right been relevant now, in a very long time. Yeah, right now. Been, they haven't been relevant in like probably six or seven years, right? At least. But before that, dude, they were like top dog of the Premier League. Like Kind of, because like Arsenal was really good then, and so is Chelsea. It was like yeah, those three. Yeah, Manchester United, dude, are just like the historic, like, they've just yeah, been around for so long. Nobody gives a fuck long. about them because they... Not anymore. Once, once Sir Alex left, they just hit the yeah, shit. right, right. So, so I, I would say up until then, like, currently, I would agree with you. But, like, overall, like, his, like, team... I mean, Manchester no, yeah, City's I mean, only right been... Yeah, yeah. We were... But, like... They had the uh, Premier League Fan Fest was in Center City this past weekend. It's the first time it's been in Philly. Um, so... We, me and Bobby went, my cousin Bobby, we went into Center City. We couldn't get tickets. They were already sold out by the time he, like, sent me the link, which was, like, two weeks before I left for Arizona. Oh, damn. Um, and, well, it was a good slate. It was, like, in the morning, uh, Chelsea played Aston Villa. Um, Arsenal played Leeds. Manchester United played Newcastle. And then there was a fourth 9 o'clock game, but I don't remember who it was. And then it was Man City Liverpool at eleven thirty. Um, so we didn't get tickets, but I was like, yo, I know this other bar. Um, you know, it's a Man City bar. They're open for the city games. I'm not sure if they'll be open for the nine o'clock games because last time I went to the city they weren't. Um, but we could try it out. So we go and we just walk to that bar, get there at like nine oh five, and this place was packed, dude. Really? Like, yeah, it was already like we found literally one bar seat that was open in the very corner. So we just went over there, like Bobby sat, I stood. Um, we could only see the TV that was like directly above us. So we had to break our necks to watch it. Um, <laughs> and But dude, it just kept getting more and more packed. Like the bar is big. Like it's uh, it's really big. Um, like, like, like Billy's big? No. It's like it's an Irish pub in Center City. Um, but oh, it's yeah. like, let's see, let's see. It's like... Probably Tongies if you don't open the doors. Like, just a regular Tongies. One side of Tongies? Okay. Yeah. Um, but, I mean... That's still pretty big. It is. And, like, I, the bar just, like, keeps going. Like, it's it's not, like, real deep at any one point, but it just, like, keeps going further back. It's like a fucking five-minute walk to the bathroom. No, I'm kidding. But <laughs> um, you have to, like, walk through the whole bar to the bathroom. I'm like, holy shit, did this place just keep going? You have to, like, going. complete challenges before you're allowed to go into the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And this place, by the end of the day, was, like, completely packed. Like, it was, like, standing room only, but also shoulder to shoulder. I would fucking walk to the bathroom. There's a couple girls sitting on the floor watching shit on their phones. I was like, geez, though. <laughs> like, this, like, this place was literally packed to the brim. Um, So it's, like, half city fans, right? Because it's a city bar. And then the other half is just, like, a mix-up of everything. There, I saw, like, six Liverpool fans. 
Yeah. Right. And but it's like a decent amount of Chelsea fans, um, some Arsenal fans, right, some Man U fans and some random fans, but like mostly City fans and then like a couple, like literally a couple, like a very small percentage, Liverpool fans. Liverpool scored, and this place was fucking so loud, dude. I've been there once before <laughs> for a City game, where it was a City Man U game, and City won, I think, like, 4 or 5 nothing. And it was louder on Sunday when Liverpool scored than when City scored when I was there. Oh, And I man, was like, dude. damn, dude, they just love to see you lose. Like, they love to hate City. Yep. Welcome to, welcome to the life, dude. Been dealing with that since I was fucking first introduced to the Yankees yeah City's been like that for a few years just because they've been spending so much money everybody hates them and they've been so dominant in the Premier League I was gonna say dude but that's the thing it's like if if you can spend why would you not you know what I mean like I've never understood that argument oh like the Yankees have a a million hundred million thousand fucking payroll it's like dude we have that payroll because we have an owner who has that money and is allowed to spend, and there's no rule saying we can't spend that money. So why would we not? Yeah, you just got to pay a tax if you if you spend that money. Right. In the past, like five, four or five years, we've stayed under the luxury tax. So you know what I mean? It's like really, it's not. Yeah, I mean, if you do, if you stay under the luxury tax, you don't have that penalized money to spend right, on the right. penalty. So you have more money to spend on free agency. You're like, you know what I mean? True. So. It's like a good tactic to stay under the luxury tax, but spend as much as you can. Like you're, you know what I mean. It's why yeah. would you not? Why would you not do that? If you're not doing that, that's just bad business. Is that why they're hesitant to sign Judge? Um, no, they were hesitant to sign Judge because Judge wanted like ten years, and they didn't want to sign him for ten years. They were trying yeah. to. I think they offered him like seven for two forty or something like that. But he was looking for more, which obviously, you know what I mean. He's earned that and some like he's getting a blank check wherever he goes dude and last last night's game he hit that home run and he was in the dugout and he was like walking towards the camera and like kissing the yankees logo yeah and when i tell you i almost cried (laughs) i was like he's not going anywhere motherfuckers like it was so cool dude it was so hyped to see until they don't pay him and he leaves i mean dude if 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 hal doesn't hand this man a blank check and like the captain's badge then what do you think he wants like 10 years like 350 400 yeah i think he wants mike trout money i i don't think it's more so about the years i think it's about the average amount like value like per year i think he wants like upwards of 35 40 million a year which he deserves like obviously after what he's done this year i think he deserves fully guaranteed dude i think he deserved more money than what the yankees offered him as do most people but like he's earned more than that dude yeah it's insane Tough for the Yankees, dude. The Yanks took a fat L with that, dude. Yeah, they should have paid they him. They should have just locked him up. His stock went up this year. Yeah. Yep. The price is going up. So, do well, dude. The Yanks are one hundred percent taking a hit on Judge. Like, if we do resign yeah. him, it's gonna be three hundred fifty million dollars. Yeah. But um, dude, he brings in so much money for the team. Like, that shouldn't even be a that shouldn't even be like ooh our pockets. Like, having Aaron Judge on your team is gonna have you the most in jersey sales like it's gonna get people to the stadium especially if he you know even has a remotely close uh season to what he had this year like he's gonna yeah. bring you so much revenue that it's not gonna be dude he brought like him so years. much money this year because it this was year dude end of the, like think about the end of the season when like the yanks already had the playoffs and the division locked up and then it's like all right we're kind of just cruising um probably not gonna catch the astros for the one seats like we're, we're cruising right now but it's right. like Oh, judge isn't a home run. Judge, race, dude. judge might hit there. 61 and like it took him so many games to get to 61. And then it was like, OK, now he Same might hit 62 60. and it took him a bunch of games to get there. So it's like not only like 
was were people going to see that? They were going to try to see that for so many games in a row. And dude, he didn't even do it at home. That's the thing. He's bringing people to fucking Texas Rangers games when they're six, 60, 70 games under 500. Well, that was the, the fucking Marlins GM's mentality. Um, he was like, at the end of the season, he was like, Phillies fans, or like Mets fans, like, come to the Marlins games and uh, root oh, against yeah. the Braves. That. Yeah. <laughs> like, the Marlins don't have shit to play for, but the Braves are coming to town, and you want them to lose, so you should come cheer for us. Right. And it's like, we're not going to win, but I want to sell some tickets. <laughs> yeah, like, we're not doing That's shit That's why Jeter year. dipped, dude, and I don't blame him even a little bit. Like, people are, I hate people when they're like, oh, dude, Jeter failed as a, as a owner of the Marlins, blah, blah, blah. Dude, he is, like, strong morally and has values, and he's like, dude, I'm in this to, like, have, like, a product that people want to see and, like, spread the game. I'm not in this to make, like, pennies on the dime, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's dumb you guys don't want to spend money to fucking make this team better and like interesting and that's what that's ultimately what brings you your money dude is having a good yeah. product. I mean yeah. Not to be a dick but the Yankees are a prime example of that. We haven't missed the playoffs in how long and it's like how's has that money to spend because of the it's the Yankees. It doesn't always work though. No, it hasn't in a while. Cuz look at the Mets and the Dodgers. They spend so much money. Yeah, but the Mets just got they a fucking it kazillionaire to you know what i mean the mets were in the dump like last year dude yeah steve cohen comes in and just buys everybody and it's like i respect it as a yankees fan because it's like steve cohen's like we're winning a world series in three to five years yeah that's why they that's why they 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 chose to lose the world series because they didn't hit the three to five years mark they if they won it in the first or second year it wouldn't work right right you gotta gotta make our owner look good yeah but it's crazy because he's had three to five years, and they had a World Series like caliber product after one, like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just the Mets are always going to find a way to Met, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's, it sure seems that way. That is ex- the exact. So the whole thing with Babe Ruth's uh, curse on the Red Sox and all this like random like you know baseball is like what's the word I'm looking for when you're like superstitious superstitious baseball is the most superstitious sport dude and it's 100 percent. there's no fact behind the mets being bad obviously like they you know their ownership issues and stuff like that but like they had a fucking world series caliber team and they just still met that's just what baseball is sometimes dude yeah yeah um another thing that i that i wanted to get into last week um that we we didn't obviously didn't have a chance to talk about what I wanted to was my beef with the MLS. Oh, uh, I was thinking about this today. Um, so at the end of the season, right? The for those of you that don't know, the way soccer works is you get three points for a win, and you get one point for a draw, which is a tie, and you get zero points for a loss. Um, and whoever has the most points at the end of the season, that's how you do the standings. Um. The Union finished the season with 67 points, and the who are they called? The LAFC boys LAFC, finished the season yeah. with 67 points, right? So you're tied, and it doesn't really matter too much. It matters a little bit because here's why in the MLS playoffs and for the MLS Cup, the, the final game is not at a neutral site. If LAFC make it, it's going to be a home game for them, right? It's, it's the home team for the better seed, we know, whoever that is, whoever's got the better. Most you know points and the tiebreakers. It'll they'll they'll be the home team, so you get you would get home field throughout. The Union are going to get it throughout the Eastern Conference, but they won't get it if it were to be them and LAFC in the final. And the other reason that it matters is because 
they call it the supporter shield. Whoever wins a regular season gets the supporter shield. Um, and it, it matters for your CONCACAF Champions League seating. Um, and so they both finished on the same one points. But LAFC had 21 wins. The Union had 19 wins. But obviously to make up for that, for the difference in wins, um, right, the the Union had a significant number more draws and a lot less losses. I think they had, you know, six more draws because that's what you would need, six draws right. to make up for the two six less points. wins. Um, and they had like five, I think they had five less, no, they had four less losses. I think Union lost five. LAFC lost nine, so almost double, but not quite. And the MLS, dude, their first tiebreaker is number of wins, which blows my fucking mind, dude. dude. So LAFC won the supporter shield because they had two more wins, which, what's the fucking point of of doing the point system? If you're going to tell tell me that the wins matter more at the end of the day, you're telling me that it doesn't matter that the union lost four less games? And like almost half as many games, you're gonna tell me it doesn't matter, you know, like that they like squeaked out draws in six more games. And I like, mean, dude, it makes the draws like not as important as they should be. Right. It's like it just it's just blows my fucking mind. And every other, you know, legitimate soccer league, like real soccer leagues that have respect in this world. They do goal they differential. Go off goal differential. That's the number one thing you look at as goal differential. And Dude, it wasn't even fucking close this year, the goal differential. The Union had more goals. They had less goals against. So, obviously, the goal differential was fucking bonkers. I got to look it up. Um, it's it's so annoying, dude. Like, And, like, Man City won a title a few years ago on goal differential. I think it was them and United ended, ended the season tied on points, and they won yep. on goal differential. And it's like, that that needs that should be the the difference maker the tiebreaker that's what it is in every fucking real sport dude you could have it's, it's so you could have the same amount of wins or what or like two more wins but like no draws and all your other games that aren't wins are losses but then another team has less wins like more draws and less losses yeah and that's so dude that's like so ass backwards it's not even it's funny. so fucked dude so the union had 72 goals for 26 against for a goal differential of plus 46. Holy shit. LAFC, 66 goals for. So they had 10 or they had six less goals scored, 38 goals against. They had 12 more goals scored against them, and their goal differential was plus 28. The Union had fucking an 18 better goal differential. Yeah, which between first and second place or tied first place is unheard of. Yeah, dude. They, they were fucking amazing. The second best. Or, all right, so the Union are plus 46 in goal differential. LAFC are plus 28 in goal differential. There are two teams at plus 16 and then plus 13. And, like, you know, it's like most – and then, like, you know, there's a bunch of fucking negative teams. And the Union were plus 40 fucking six. That's unreal. That, that is absurd. Dude, I, that, I feel like that's just one of the things MLS does wrong that's, like, holding their – their sport back like yeah they're they're one of the slowest sports obviously like there's a whole european soccer is just miles ahead of american soccer but like still like that doesn't mean you can't like support your own league or just like advertise and market your own league the right way here you know what i mean like and dude lafc brought in gareth bale this year and uh chiellini 
Yeah, they have European studs on their team, dude. What? And like, Johnny, name me one union player. Couldn't. Exactly. <laughs> I, literally could, I literally could not. Exactly, dude. It's just like a bunch of just like low-key studs. Low-key yeah. studs. Um, uh, Andre Blake is an MVP nominee this year. He's a union's goalkeeper. He's the goalie, right? He's yeah. the only one I know. He's he literally the so only one I know. so good. He is, in my eyes, I'm biased, obviously, huge union fan. I think he's like a top five keeper in the world. Um, really? Yeah, he dude, he's really fucking good. He plays for Jamaica, and he's the only reason that Jamaica's relevant is because he makes them so many amazing saves a game. He's the only reason that they're like anywhere near the top of the Concacaf standings and qualifying. I mean, dude, he might be like the next Keeler Navas. He is what so if- good. I hope he goes to like a big team in Europe and like gets some serious recognition. Even though I love yeah. him in, in Philly, obviously, but he's up yeah. for the MVP running, which I love. Obviously, he's upper goalkeeper of the year. And if he doesn't win that, it's a fucking scam. Yeah. Um, and we got Kai Wagner, who's up for defender of the year. He has the most assists, assists by a defender in MLS history. Um, their center back, Jacob Lesnes, is also up for defender of the year. I think they might have somebody else for like an offensive player, maybe like a young player of the year. And then Ali Bedoya is up for like... Uh, kind of, I don't know what it's called, but it's it's similar to like the Walter Payton, Payton Man of the Year, like yeah. on the and Hank off Aaron the field Award. stuff. Yeah, um, Ali is up for that. He's a stud. Um, he's our captain. I don't know how many more years he has left. He he uh, is. I was gonna old. say, but Bedoya has been around in the MLS for a minute. For a minute, I he's know been that, in Philly for a long ass name. time too. Yeah. Um, but so we ended up getting a four nothing win on the last day of the season to to secure the one seed in the East and. Uh, so that gave us a bye. First game's tomorrow night. We got what FC time? Cincinnati, 8 o'clock. What's the I mean, Thursday night football game tomorrow night? Who is it? Uh, Saints. Oh, Saints and... Uh, I don't know. Let me Cardinals? See. Saints-Cardinals. Yeah, it is Saints-Cardinals. They're both ass. Not going to watch that. I might watch the Union game, honestly. Yeah, I'll be watching the Union game because I will be there. Oh, oh! You're going tomorrow night? Yeah, we bought tickets. Ooh. I got, I got an email as soon as they released them before they even before the season was over. They were like, "Get tickets to the first round game." And at that point, it was like, if we lose the final match week, because we talked about this last time, if yeah. we lose the final match week and whoever was behind us, Montreal, if they win, right, we will be, we'll be the number two seed. And our first game would have been like that weekend that we came back from Arizona. But yeah. luckily, you know, they they. Took care of business. They won four nothing, so they got the first round by. Um, so yeah, now we got we got the game tomorrow night, eight o'clock. That's gonna be fire, dude. That place is gonna be rocking, dude. I love it. I love Especially, the playoff games. You got you you got to start a Phillies chant. No, oh, we might, dude. We get a win tonight. Yeah, there might be yeah. one. What's the score of that game? I haven't checked in a still four two. A minute still. Yeah. Um. The. The like the whole city and just like South Jersey, I'm seeing Philly's gear everywhere, which is wild because yeah. the birds are six and zero. Yeah, dude, all of Philly sports right now and is in a good spot. It's... Flyers are three and zero. Yeah, pretty exciting. It's gonna come dude. to an end at some point. Yeah, I mean, didn't tonight. they 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 started out pretty hot last year, didn't they? Nah, they were bad, dude. They were so not last year. Whatever the year COVID was around, we had the bubble year. I think that was two years ago. Yeah, 2020. Um, we had they were bad, and then the 
All Star break came. Yeah, and they, they had a like, crazy second half. Right? They were the number one team after the All Star break, and they ended up squeaking into the playoffs. But then they had to take like a fucking three month break for COVID, and then they came back for the bubble for playoffs. Um, and they they weren't good, and then they were never good again. <laughs> they they were just bad all year last year. I haven't seen them since. Nah, just just everything was bad last year. Fucking well, trade Claude Giroux. Maybe maybe we're turning over a new a new leaf, dude. They got um, Tortorelli as the as the manager, coach, whatever the fuck they're called, and yeah. I think he's good. I think the attitude that he brings is like a hard nosed style of play, and I, I think it fits well. Um, I like what he brings, and we played all three of our wins have been come from behind wins. Like we've gone down and then came back to wins. So that's it's Res- good to see showing that some kind of resilience, grit. dude. Yeah. yeah, um, we played the the Lightning last night. And um, they were talking, I was thinking about this earlier when we were talking, they were saying how like, you know, they've been so good lately, right? They've won, they've been to the finals three years in a row. They won two years in a row before last year. Um, But now, you know, they've had to pay guys and, you know, guys that were good, you know, studs in the league, they got to either pay them or they're going to go somewhere else. So they pay them and it's like really hurt their depth. And yesterday was their home opener and they were one and two going into yesterday's game. Now they're one and three. But the I mean, I'm sure they'll Tampa figure it out, Bay, dude. They're they're a good they're a good team. I'm sure they'll yeah, figure but, it out. Yeah, yeah, but once some injuries start coming, because you know it's gonna happen, dude. Like that's pretty much to. the adversity for every sports team and every year is like injuries plays a huge part in it. Yeah, it always does, and like every team's gonna have injuries. Yeah. The There's Flyers, no the Flyers it. were a bit bad by the injury bug last year. Like they were fucking, they had dudes that didn't even start the season. They were fucking out for two months before the season started. Like, Dude, I mean, that's what the birds have been like for the past, like, two or three years, too. This is the first I year, know. I feel like, in a while since Wentz has been gone or even the year before that, like, that we've been, like, somewhat healthy going into the first seven, eight weeks of the season. It's nice that we have a bye this week. You know, it's perfect fucking week. It is. Perfect it time. Is, dude. Perfect it. time for a bye. Um, Lane Johnson got hurt against the Cowboys, didn't play second half. So, you know, it's uh, uh that changed the game a lot too. So, yeah. you know, it's nice that he's going to get a little break. Um and CJ Gardner-Johnson hurt his hand. He ended up coming back, but he hurt his hand and the defense didn't look as good when he wasn't there. Just yeah. because like dude, the defense is so good this year. Dude, it, it always it's always good every year, but this year is just like, dude, it feels different. It's like I, right now as an Eagles fan, I'm feeling like we could go up against any team. Maybe the Bills will probably yeah. give us some problems. The Bills, but like our the defense Bills are the is gonna... only team. But if, yeah. if you were to say like which which one of these rosters is better, top to bottom, I'm, t- I'm taking the Eagles in almost every single scenario. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, there's not much we've shown. We've shown so many different ways we can win a football game, dude. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. week one defense shit the bed, put up fucking thirty eight. Yep. And then since then, the defense has been amazing. Yeah, even on um, their down, even on their down weeks, like I, like obviously they they didn't have like a crazy week against the Cowboys, dude. But they did like they did their job, and it was yep. still comfortable. W- I mean, it was twenty seventeen after it was twenty nothing after one point, but like, yeah, I was still when it hit twenty seventeen, dude. I was still comfortable. I wasn't like nervous. I was like, we're gonna go down and score. We're gonna do our thing. And when this I was game, a little like, nervous, <laughs> I don't know why I had so much confidence, but I was just like, dude. That's just like the amount of confidence I have in the offense and Jalen Hurts right now is just 
They're Doesn't just matter so bad in playing, the second dude. half, dude. I yeah, don't get I don't it. know what that is either. Maybe just like the other teams making adjustments and they're not or, like we're not. Maybe we're just like, oh, we got this one in the bag, but like, dude, it's bad. The second half has been bad all year. Yeah. Yep. Um, which is terrible. We've still, which is crazy because we've still been able to win every Fucking game. Blow so teams far. out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but uh, my boy Bradley, though, he's a Cowboys fan. He was he was in the group chat talking about like uh. Once Dak is back, we're fucking gonna be wiping the floor and eating, fuck, making you guys eat your own fucking bird shit. All this stuff. They're talking all like just saying some wild shit. Talking about how like their defense was so good. I was like, your defense might be the third best defense in this division. Definitely yeah. not number one because <laughs> yeah. it's the birds and the Giants have a good defense. Don't nice sleep defense. on them. Yeah, dude, the NFC East is just like so good. Havoc, NFC man. Beast, I love it. From yeah. NFC East to, N- to NFC, NFC East for like Last three year. years. <laughs> yeah. It's yep. been a bad run for the NFC East, but now, dude, they're fucking nice. Best division in the league. Got and, the dude, the NFC record. East, I feel like pretty much my entire lifetime has always been like a solid division where there's always going to be one or two teams competing in the playoffs or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Up until three or four years ago, like when, you know, Carson Wentz shit the bed and Danny Dimes took over in New York and Dak is, you know, the Cowboys are the Cowboys. It's just the NFC least. Washington's been bad. Washington's <laughs> just been Washington has just been bad my entire life. I don't know. Literally. Technically so have the Cowboys too. I've never seen them in an NFC championship game. I'm twenty five nah. years old. Yeah. About to be twenty six in eleven um, days. They haven't been bad though. They made it to the playoffs. They've had like good teams. They've been the Yankees, dude. I mean, I'm no, they haven't. They've been way worse than the Yankees. I take that back immediately. Their Yankees fans have w- been the same though. Fans have been the same, and I love it's so funny seeing like a Yankees Cowboys fan. So I'm just like, how, how the fuck does that happen, dude? Jason K- Jason Kelsey was talking about it before we played them. He was like, it's just so different. He was like, the Cowboys are like, it's like they're like pop culture Cowboys, Lakers, yeah. Yankees fans, blah blah blah. It's like the complete opposite of like hard nosed, gritty, blue collar birds fans that we have here in Philadelphia. He was like, and obviously he loves Philadelphia because right. Oh my dude. So quick story. When I uh remember when I texted you when I was coming home from my work trip, how my like flight got delayed and all that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I ended up in the Charlotte airport and like probably about like ten o'clock, right? And I'm walking around. I'm like, I got an hour to kill until I take my fucking fifteen minute hop, jump, and a skip back to Wilmington. So let me go get some Bojangles. So I'm walking to Bojangles and like in one of the main, I think it's like between gate C and D. There's like a a place that just has like four bars on each corner of like the circle. And I see this old dude just sitting out at the bar, like it's the bars behind the wall, and then they have a bunch of tables, and then like they have a table with a railing in front of it, and like on the other side of the railing is where people are like walking to their gates, and he's just sitting there, dude, like in a Yankees hat and a fucking Donovan McNabb like blacked out Eagles jersey, and I was like, bro, that's like one of my, that's one of me, like you'd never see a Yankees Birds fan, like that's crazy, dude, like. It was so I almost wanted to go up to him and be like, yo, can I take a picture with you? But he was like fist deep in a hamburger. So I didn't want to disturb the man's peace. But I was like, I was so funny, too, because I was also like trying to find another flight home because like my my one ended up like I missed my layover or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm like kind of like not in a great mood, already pissed off. Like I should have been home three hours ago. And then I just see this guy, and I was like, oh, nice, dude. <laughs> so I instantly just brought my mood up. It was awesome. Yeah, make my fucking day. Yeah, buddy, just eating a fucking burger. When uh, we got on the um, 
plane to come from Austin home because we connected in Austin. There was a couple getting on the plane, dude, with a black Jalen Hurts jersey and his and his wife with a, with a Cowboys t-shirt. Um, oh man! And somebody that was behind because they were behind us in line, and then somebody else behind us in line was like, "Oh, like what's this dynamic like?" And the lady was like. Well, we've been together 22 years, so I think it's working just fine. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, yo, babe, that's me and you, Mets and Phillies. And she was like, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, that's so funny. So I ran into a random ass kid um after the uh fan fest. After yeah. after the city game. So where me and Bobby were standing, there was like a back door. So like the bar that we were at was like lodged into the side of like a big, you know, building You're in the middle of New York City. Um so we just like skirted out the side door so we didn't have to like walk through all the people to get to the main door. Right. And I was like, let's go. I wanted to go to the uh there's like a bar stool bar in Center City now. Like like an in like Philly? Bar that you go to. Yeah, yeah. Um they opened this year. Like it's pretty it's new. And I was like, oh like let's just go there because it's it's close. It's just like a few blocks away. Um so we walk there and we go in and where we go there's they have like a front bar and they have a back bar so we walk to the back bar and um i'm you know just waiting the service is kind of dookie so waiting for a server to come over and i'm looking around and i just go yo there are so many cowboys fans in here <laughs> and then the kid that was sitting next to me was like dude i know i was looking around blah 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 so um we get to chatting with him and he's like yeah i'm from orlando but like my family's from dallas so i've been to so many games in dallas like he was like i literally my i got these tickets for this game last night from like my dad's ball. So like his dad's friend or something like that, his dad pretty much was like, yeah, they're good tickets. Just take them. So he booked his flight like the Saturday before flew in Sunday morning. Couldn't, they wouldn't let him check into the hotel. He's staying at the hotel where the Cowboys are staying. Um, they wouldn't let him check in. Cause he got there too early. So he just went to the barstool bar and just was hanging out. Um, and then he was awesome. like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to the game. My, my flight home is at 9am tomorrow. <laughs> they go. That is a quick 24 hour marathon. That- You're going to have a blast. Is what we call indigenous. Mm-hmm. That's very indigenous. But mm-hmm. I love it, dude. I did the same thing. Uh, 2017 ALCS against the Astros. I flew in uh, Saturday night, I think, or early Sunday morning, like into the city. Like met my parents at the stadium, went to the game, and turned around and was back home in our house in Quail. Like the next morning. Yep. Yep. You know what I'm thinking? This might not happen, but I was talking to Lex. And I was like, you know, if we get a Yankees Phillies World Series, there's a chance I'm going to a game. Like, there's a chance I spend a lot of money to go to that game. <laughs> are, are, <laughs> like, if, we're, if we're being honest, just being there's honest, a chance, there's a chance that this is what I was thinking because, you know, there's a chance that your mom is like, oh, Johnny, we're going to a game. We're going, there's a chance she's that, already you're said like, it. that you're like, we're bringing Kenny. Like, if it's Yankees Phillies, there's a chance that I to, get. Get brought along as a plus one, and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. this well, might dude, be the so only way I can afford a ticket. <laughs> the <laughs> thing somebody is, else buys it for me, <laughs> dude. The thing is, like, you and I are going to be in Asheville, I think, during the World Series, so we're going to have oh. to see like the schedule of. But, dude, if if it's a Phillies Yanks World Series and we're like together, out bullying. together, dude, that yeah. would be fucking awesome. Yeah, that would be sick. Just like by chance, too. We didn't even plan it. Like, nah. yeah, obviously, like the Phillies just happened to make the World Series, and so did the Yanks. And we just happened yeah, dude, to be fucking be bullying on my birthday. Um, so this the um uh, this uh dude that we met at the barstool bar, this guy that I was just talking about, he's like, we're just chatting for a while, shooting the shit, and he's like, you guys want a shot? And I'm like, yeah, I'll take a shot. So I've been drinking Millers all day. 
Yeah. Um, and you know, Bobby, he doesn't like beer. He doesn't like whiskey. Right? A fucking Irish bar. So he gets like a couple white claws, <laughs> and he's like, "I don't like white claws either." So I'm like, "Dude, what do you drink?" He's like, "Vodka sprites," and I'm like, "They're gonna have vodka, and they definitely have sprite." <laughs> they have sprite. <laughs> so then he switches to vodka sprites, and he like drinks like two of those two there. And then we leave, and he gets another one, and then this dude's like, you want a shot? I'm like, yeah, sure. So we all take a shot at J-Mo. And, like, Bobby didn't drink until he turned 21. And yeah. he is 21 currently. Right. Um. Well, he drank, like, a couple times, like, within the, first, the his last few months of being 20. But, like, he didn't drink, like, for his entire life, pretty much. Um. And so he takes that shot at J-Mo, and then he, he gets another vodka sprite and i get another miller and i was we were, i was gonna do another round and then i was like he does not need another round i'm just gonna do just another miller to go but then before we roll out of here um so we this dude was sloshed um like, like that jameson shot got him so drunk it was it was hilarious we we get we, my sister was having us all over for lunch so like we get there he literally just slept on the living room floor the entire time we were there pass the fuck out <laughs> Dude, it's funny because I've been in that exact spot like multiple times. Yeah, and it's like sometimes, dude, wherever you are, you just need to close your eyes and. Fucking and then fall we went asleep. back to my place, um, like you know, before halftime of the Bills game, and um, you know, he pretty much just like was hanging on the couch, like just laying on the couch, like curled up in a blanket, and then uh, the um, he's like, "I want to take a shower before this Eagles game," and I was like, "All right." So he goes, he takes a shower, he comes out, and I'm like, um. You want me to make you a drink? We got vodka sprite, and he's like, "No, dude, I'm good." <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a day, dude! That sounds like such a fun day. Just like hopping around, watching soccer, and drinking, and then ending it with football. Yeah, dude, it was awesome. It was a good time. I'd do it again, dude. We uh, went to this pumpkin patch this weekend, and it was like an hour and a half drive from our house. And it was like you had to buy tickets for it in advance. I think it was like twenty bucks a person, but they had like corn mazes and live animals and a bunch of like slides and just like a bunch of fall shit. So we went there, and we were going to get pumpkins too because we we carved pumpkins last night and we wanted to get like from a pumpkin patch. And we get there, we do all like the fun shit. We were looking at they had like this whole um, like trailer full of like snakes and just random reptiles, which was really cool because. The one snake that they had, they had like this yellow python snake in a glass case. And I shit you not, this thing was like probably 12 inches thick and like 15 foot long, at least. Like it was the biggest snake I've ever seen in my life. Jeez, but it, was in a cage. it was in a cage, dude. So we walked through the trailer and Maggie wasn't about it. So she just like ran through the trailer and waited outside. And then after that, we went on like a hayride that was like 10, 15 minutes long. And we get back and we just see the a girl, random like blonde girl standing outside the trailer with this giant fucking yellow snake hanging over her neck, like down around her legs and like back up her like other side. It was just like, dude, she's standing literally like playing with death, just standing in between like a python like that. Like this thing could have just choked her out any second and she's just chilling, like talking to people, like showing people her snake. <laughs> I was like, where the fuck are we, dude? But uh it was it was pretty fun, dude. We did like they had a bunch of like carnival games there too, and we went down like slides and stuff, and then we went to get our pumpkins and leave. And I asked the lady like the pricing for the pumpkins. I was just like, Does it is it like by weight or like what's good? Like how much is a pumpkin? And she was like, Oh, they range from thirty five to forty five dollars per pumpkin. And I was like Maggie was like, we'll just go to Food Line and get fucking $5 pumpkins there. And honestly, that's what we did last night. We we just went and walked into Food Line. They had a little thing and 
carved up pumpkins, dude. I did. Uh, you saw them, but for the people listening, I tried to do a <clears> Venom <throat> like from Marvel pumpkin, and I drew the whole thing on the pumpkin, and then I started cutting it. And it took. I shoot you not. It probably took me like three hours to carve this pumpkin last night. Damn. As soon as I drew it, I was like, dude, I've bit off way more than I can chew, but I've already started, so I have to just finish it. Yep. But it was. Uh, it was is tough. It is tough, dude. We got. I bought. We went to Target like a week and a half ago, and it was the night we tried to go bowling. And then the fucking we get there at like seven thirty or six thirty, and the guy's like, "Sorry, we have a league tonight. Won't have any lanes open until eight eight thirty. And we're like, "All right, fuck this. We're not gonna wait." So we went to Target, and I don't know if you've seen this on like TikTok or anything, but you and your girlfriend go to Target and you pick like five categories, and then you both go around separately and buy like five things of like like ours was like color like your favorite color favorite snack um favorite drink and then a random one and then another one was like i forget but that's what we did favorite sex toy at target yeah (laughs) babe can we go to spencer's (laughs) (laughs) but um, we should get like a a wiffle ball bat hey that's all you need (laughs) it's cheap too (laughs) but um comes with a free ball gag i (laughs) forget <laughs> you gotta buy the duct tape with that too. <laughs> yeah, that's all right though. <laughs> oh man, what was I? What was I? I why was oh, I talking, talking about, about a target date? What you and Maggie did at Target. I don't know. You're just talking. Oh, I don't know why I was telling you that story, but it was just like, uh, oh, it was because we tried to go bowling and that we just yeah, ended yeah. up doing that. But it was low key mad fun, dude. Because then we just got home and like, um, like showed each Shut other what we got, out. and it was cool, like to see like what you can find if you just like shop like that. Like I got her one of those like uh squishmallow things. You know what those are? Mm-mm. They're like those really soft, like character pillows, not characters. I think hers is like a penguin or something, but it's just like really soft, super pillows. soft, like pillow guy, super soft pillow guys. And uh, I got her one of those. Cause I like, it was her favorite color was purple. So I got her that. And it was just like a bunch of random shit and it killed two and a half hours of our time. It was fun. Not too shabby. Are we going to do uh, spooky season things in Asheville? Yeah, Maggie was telling me there's like a haunted house, like not too far from it. Word up. I don't know. I don't think it's like one of those like, oh, like you walk through a house and people jump out and scare you. I think it's like a legit haunted house. Interesting. Yeah. And we just go there on our own? Say hello, spirits. <laughs> no, I think, somebody like, I think somebody like gives you a tour of it. Oh, okay. But I'm not sure. Um, she was telling me a bunch of stuff like that's around. I'll have her send it in the chat so we can all look at it. Um, she said there's like a, a cool like retro arcade bar like nearby. We might have to check that out. Four three. Four three. Austin what, what Nola. Bottom five. Austin Nola just got say uh, RBI single off of his brother. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, I think that's this is the first time cool. brothers have matched up in the playoffs. That's actually pretty cool. Imagine the Bomb. Thanksgiving dinner that's going to be in the future. Yeah. Like whoever wins this series. But I mean, that's this also is not the only fair game because Nola's going to pitch. Yeah, and Austin Nola knows like how his brother pitches because they grew up like throwing the ball. Right? That's not fair. That's like you and me playing FIFA, dude. Yeah, it is I like know every move. FIFA. I know every move you're going to make. You know every move I'm going to make. It's always like zero zero. And or I zero, still one. dick on you. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Maybe in the long shots, uh, bullshit. But nah, I'm not even good at the long shots because I'd be like, I don't take shots like that. Like, I'd just be like, 
try I try to like get the ball my to the net. Google. Yeah. Yeah. And I need to do more of that. Dude, so I need to do less past, of that. like past like two or three days, I've played like a pretty pretty decent amount of FIFA, I would say. And um the dribbling like it took me so long to get used to the new FIFA gameplay because everything just felt so slow and like I don't know, different. But I was wrecking people last night dude like i just have kaka on loan on my ultimate team for like three more games so i was like all right, i'm just gonna play these three games and see what i can do with him because it's fun oh yeah. dude it's like if you if you learn how to dribble and learn just like the like slightest of skill moves on the new fifa it's you can just like walk around people it's insane i don't know any skill moves dude i went like fifa 14 fifa 15 i went super hard in like learning all the five star skill moves and in my ultimate team i just built like a team of like all the like super brazilian skillers yeah and if they were like silver cards i would just throw them in there just to like work on my dribbling and ever since then it's been like i have my go-tos where it's the elastico and you just have to move your stick like from the back of you just like that and it's like yeah. the most effective skill move in fifa it's the easiest and most effective you can just change directions in the matter of like half a second and the other guy's just stuck in an animation and you're like, oh, I'll see you in fucking next Tuesday. Enjoy your hot dog. Enjoy your hot see dog. See you next Get, Tuesday. Some... Why you got to call him a cunt? It's just like a internal dig, dude. <laughs> you know? <laughs> got to be a little disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> did you? Speaking of disrespectful, did you see uh, what Josh Naylor did to Garrett Cole? Yeah, with the baby with the guy. rocking... He's like, he's my fucking son. And then did you see Glaber last night after he made the final out? He like made the oh, final yeah. out a second. On just second went... base doing it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, that's bold. Did they even win the game that Naylor did that in? Like it was a close game. They I think they won the game, but that home run didn't like put them in the lead or even tie the game. They were they were down four two and he hit a solo shot. Right. And it's just like and it was it's... like Oh no, what? they did win that game, dude. Because I don't. Oh, uh, they might have. I don't know if they won it or lo- I can't remember. But Garrett Cole didn't let up a single run after that. Like that after that happened, it was, he was like shut out for the rest of the game. Mm. But still, it was just so funny, yeah, dude. dude it just seemed like the craziest time to do that. Well, dude, here's my thing, and I'm not like trying to come off as like one of those old heads that they're like, oh, like res- you should respect. Like I want to see the kids play, and I, like Oswaldo Cabrera the night before, he hit a home run and he stared it down and like flipped the bat and like was hyping up his other team. Which, like, some people might consider disrespectful, but I don't think it is because you're, like, you know, celebrating with your team and you're not, like, showing up the pitcher. But what Josh yeah. Naylor did, when Josh Naylor's running around the bases like a madman doing this and saying, he's my fucking son, like, call, like directly to Garrett Cole, like, I think that's, like, a little bit, okay, like, you don't need to show him up, like, do your thing, whatever, but now you're chirping and, like, you know, fucking screaming at this guy. And then fucking last night when Glaber did it right back to him, I was just like, dude, that is just like a chef's kiss of like, fuck you, like, but respectfully. Like, we're going to keep our mouths shut when this game and then I'll give you a little at the end of the game. See you later. Go watch us. Glaber was like, he can watch us from home. I was like, I fucking love you, dude. Retire your number. O2 count. Arenola gives up a double to Juan Soto, brings in a run. 4 4. Runner on second and third, one out. Got to get Nola out of the game, dude. Got to get Nola out of this game, dude. And it's I mean, like, dude, get... the Padres have like a solid lineup because after Juan Soto's Josh Bell, and then it's yeah. Manny Machado. Yeah, and even like the bottom half, like with uh, what's his name, Trent Grisham and uh, Jake Cronenworth or Cronenworth bats first, right? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. really know their order, but no, they I mean, did, the Padres just have a good lineup, like overall, but. 
honestly, like if Nola's in there now, he's giving you five innings and it's a tie game. Like, yeah, you had the lead, but a tie game at five innings is like the least not good you enough could for ask the Phillies. Got to take him out. Yeah. I mean, dude, we won last night, so we took home field. But, dude, yeah. going home two no, two games to none would be fucking huge. Dude, this tonight's game might be the most important game of the series, honestly. Like, a two-game lead is huge compared yeah. to a one. Like, you jump out, you win the first game, it's like, okay, like, we have to win tomorrow, and then we'll be, like, you know, kind of in the driver's seat of this series. Like, we just have to do our job. We'll win the game. We'll win the series, but. Yeah, then you go home and you fucking win two there. You sweep them 4-0, and you get to go get some rest before you got to beat the fucking AL team and get a ring. Yeah. Dude, I want us to beat the Astros so bad, man. I think this it is all the, starts tonight. This this series to let starts tonight is the like most nervous I think I'm ever gonna be like watching baseball it, probably in my life, just because of like the whole history of 2017 and like the Astros have just owned us in the postseason for so long. Yeah. And it's and like we they have... owned you this year in the regular season as well. Yeah. Yep, it hasn't been great. Like, they've just been our kryptonite, dude. But if we can just somehow just scratch our way out and win. Like, I am wouldn't be surprised if, I mean, the Yankees are the underdogs of the series, I, I would right. say. But Yeah, I think they are. Let's see. Let's see if I can find it on FanDuel in a little bit. Um, I think, I don't know. The Astros are fucking good. They are. But, dude, they didn't look... Like over like that convincing against the Mariners. Yeah, they swept them, but one of those games was fucking eighteen innings long, zero zero baseball. And then Justin Verlander right. looked like shit his last start. Give up like six runs or some shit like that. Yeah, the Yankees are the dog. The Yankees are plus one forty five and the Astros are minus one seventy to win the American League. Wow. I was expecting it to be a little closer than that, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think it kind of helps the Yankees in a, in a way not having Garrett Cole be your number one, like your game one starter. Because if we can squeak out a win with Tyone on the mound and then have Cole and Nestor like full on full rest, like games four and five, like that that could be huge, dude. We get to a point where it's two one, yeah. two two in a series, and we got Nestor and Cole. You know, instead of burning them first game, like all we got to do is win tonight, and like our pitching will will fall into place. Gotta make it happen. Gots to. Aaron Nola just got pulled. He struck out Machado, so now we got second and third two outs. He got pulled. I'm not sure who's coming in, though. Might be Brad Hand. He's usually, like, our first reliever. reliever. Uh, I saw that? I saw David Robertson went down Um, the first, the wild card series, right? He, he's on the Phillies, yeah. right? David Robert, D-Rob? Was it him? There's one of the one of the um, he got hurt celebrating, didn't he? Celebrating a Harper yeah, home run, yeah, yeah, yep. Is he back or is he still out? Nah, he's still out. Damn, I think I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah, he's a fucking Yankee legend, dude. What else you want to talk about? You want to talk a little fantasy football? How are you looking <laughs> in fantasy? Not good, dude. <laughs> I, I really don't want to talk about fantasy football. All of my teams are trash. Yeah, but, I mean, dude, you're hanging in there in Orchids, man. Bro, barely. I have no <laughs> clue how I'm 4-2, bro. Or what, Wait. Yeah, 4-2. I At the end of last week, I was like, dude, how am I 4-1? I'm the worst 4-1 team I've ever fucking seen. 
That's just how fantasy football be sometimes, though, dude. And then I took it now. Then now I'm four and two. And now this week I got no Jalen Hurts, no Dallas Goddard. Yeah, the bye week but, uh, is testing me this week for sure. I actually I picked leagues. up Taysom Hill to put in, put in my flex last week because I had like I had a bunch of dudes on bye last week too. Um, so I ended up picking up Taysom Hill to flex them. So now like, it's good because I already have my tight end for the week. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah, that's not that's 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 probably a pretty good call, honestly, dude. I uh. I don't know. The bye week this week, week seven bye week, is hurting a lot of my teams. Yeah, no Josh Allen. No Josh Allen. No Justin no Jefferson. No Rams. No Vikings. Yep. No Eagles. No Eagles. A lot of good teams in that uh, yeah. this, this week's bye. Yeah. I mean, the two best teams in the league. And some yeah. other, you know, pretty solid offenses. Pretty solid teams. Like very important weapons. Dude, the Chargers Honestly, are the like... Rams- the only ones you're going to miss on the Rams are Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby. Yeah, and nobody else on that team is doing no. anything. I mean, no, dude, Allen so Robinson ha- has been like, okay, I had to right? start him in Orchids last week because of bye weeks in my flex. Yeah, yeah he, he he got a touchdown, so I was happy about that. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Go, I'll take, I'll take it. He's been bad. Every, unless he dude, gets a you know touchdown, it's wild. Which is so random. Every Rams game that I've seen th- so far this year, I've seen uh, Ben Skronek ca- like catching passes and stuff. Yeah, and every time I go on Sleeper to like look at his stats, they're just horrible. It horrible. makes no and sense. And I'm like, wait, dude. I'm watching this dude catch multiple balls a game. Yeah, and you're telling me he's like he's one put, for five? He's got six points. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, that's happened to me like twice this season where I've been watching like Red Zone or something, or like he'll come up in like a one of their games that I'm just happen to be watching. And I'm like, Oh dude, I should try and like look into snagging him. And then I look at his game log and I'm like, Oh, never mind. What the yep. fuck? Yeah, dude. Allen Robinson, the wide receiver, 59 week two. He had 15 points touchdown last week. He had 17 points touchdown every other week. He's got no touchdowns and his points are 2.2, 4.3, 2.7, 4. 4.2. Yeah, that's tough. I really thought he was going to be like turned around after the year he had last year with this new Rams offense. Yeah, me too, but they're just so fucking bad. Same with James Conner, dude. I'm kind of surprised at how bad he's been. I mean, he's been hurt like the last two weeks, yeah. but still. Same with the Broncos. I'm surprised at how bad they are, dude. They're fucking atrocious. Bad, dude. Chargers are pretty bad, too. I was going to say that earlier. Yeah, the Chargers are not great. No Keenan Allen hurts. Yeah, but I mean the Broncos' defense is good. Like Pat Sertan is legit, dude. I would hate to be a Broncos defender right now. Like, yeah, like, oh, <laughs> yeah. We're collectively as a unit, we're a top five defense in this league, and we're fucking like two and four right now. Can't win. Our offense games. is fucking bottom five in the league. <laughs> yeah, their offense is so bad, dude. It's embarrassing. Um, do you want to talk a little? little european soccer have we missed any champions league um honestly i think we did i'm pretty sure city played when i was in arizona i think they played copenhagen i think they drew 1-1 and like i said i didn't have time to uh do a doc this week busy like working and shit you know growing up shit people know how it be dude being an adult sucks yeah it's not not the greatest uh let's see Dude, I have uh, I have like DuckDuckGo downloaded on my Safari on Mac. That's so what like I a, use. It's like a plugin on my Safari. It's not its own app on when on Mac. Oh, really? Um, Do you have it on your phone? Like where you just open Safari and it's? No, no, no. On my phone, I have it, but it's its own app. Yeah. Oh, um, really? So I, yeah. 
Oh, that's but weird. On my, I, I, on just, my I have Safari. Like when I click into Safari, it opens DuckDuckGo, but it's not like a different app like outside of Safari. Yeah. See, on my phone, it's its own thing, but on my on my Mac, it's just like a plugin that's like added to Safari. Yeah. But it changes your search results. Yeah. Um. Like you, ever search, I, you ever search like for a restaurant or something, or like, or just like fast food near me, and then it's just like bringing up fast food in Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, like I like the way that Safari does it. Like it's so easy to find scores, and they bring up like the most recent scores and stuff like that. Right? Like if I were on Safari, like last night, I um, got bets in on the Sixers game. I just type in Sixers, it brings me the score. I click into it, I can see all the stats. It's so easy. Yeah. But with yeah. DuckDuckGo, it doesn't give you that. It gives you just like only websites, so you have to like. Go find like a website. Sixers and then, news and articles and shit like that. Yeah, it would bring me to yeah. like NBA.com, ESPN.com. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like I just went to go search these fucking Champions League games. Um, and it was like I had to click into ESPN. Uh, I think we got games tomorrow. Is that right? No, nah, tomorrow's Thursday. Oh, it's next week. The 25th. They got games. Um, oh, last Tuesday. Oh, no, that's this week. All right. Last Tuesday, City drew 0-0. Juve lost 2-0 to Maccabi Haifa. Dude, are they going to get out of the group? No. That's wild. Chelsea won. They beat AC Milan 2-0. Dortmund and Sevilla drew 1-1. That's good because they're in City's group. So since City also drew, I'm glad they drew. Uh, Leipzig won 2-0. They beat Celtic. Salzburg drew Dynamo Zagreb 1-1. PSG and Benfica drew 1-1. And Real Madrid and Shakhtar drew 1-1. And then on Wednesday, Atletico and Club Rouge drew 0-0. Napoli beat Ajax 4-2. Barca and Inter drew 3-3. Porto beat uh, Bayer Leverkusen 3-0. Liverpool shitted on Rangers 7-1. Marseille beat Sporting CP 2-0. Tottenham beat Frankfurt 3-2. And Bayern beat Victoria Pleasant 4-2. Gave up 4 to Pleasant? Bums. (laughs) I don't even know where that team's from. Nah. Um, Nah, I don't. Where are the tables here, brother? Tables. Champions League tables. Um, let's see. Napoli and Liverpool are at the top. They're going to win their group because then it's Ajax and Rangers, and they're both bad. Yeah. Um, dude, Club Rouge are at the top of their group, and then FC Porto, and then Atletico Madrid. Wow, dude, yeah. Club Rouge is not a joke, dude. We played them. No. Real Madrid has played them a few times in the Champions League group stage, and they always put up a solid fight. Dude, three wins, one draw, no losses in four games. Yeah. They they have no goals against. Seven goals for, no goals against. They haven't given up a goal? No. Damn, dude. They are the only team. Man City gave up, have only have one against. A couple teams have two, but they're the only team that has no goals against. Wow. Um, Group C, it's Bayern Munich, Inter, and then Barca, and then Pleasant. So pleasant. Bayern have 12, Inter have 7, and Barca have 4. So Barca are three points back with two to go. It's getting tight. It's getting tight. Yeah. Um, 
Group D, Tottenham at the top, and then Marseille and Sporting are two and three, both with six points, and then Frankfurt with four points at the bottom. But Tottenham only has seven points, so with two games to go, you get a lot of movement in that group. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's crazy. I thought Tottenham were going to run away with it. Right. Seven points with two games to go is like nothing, dude. Yeah, and they just beat, or they just drew Frankfurt in the first game of the second time around, so they have Marseille Mm. and Sporting CP left, who are the two and three in their group. Right. Um, and then in Group E, Chelsea have seven, Salzburg have six, and then AC Milan and Dynamo Zagreb both have four. That's another one you can get a lot of movement in. And right now we got Salzburg moving on, and not AC Milan. That's dope. I like Salzburg as Aronson was there. Yeah, that's the only reason. Too. Only reason. <laughs> um, they're nice, dude. They win their league like every year. Yeah. In Group F, we got Real Madrid up top with ten points. Leipzig have six. Shakhtar Donetsk have five, and then Celtic have only one. So really, it's between Leipzig and Shakhtar, but Real should be good. Yeah, this group um, was a cakewalk. Group G is pretty much over. City have ten points, and Dortmund have seven. Sevilla and Copenhagen both have two. Group H is pretty much over. PSG and Benfica both have eight, and then Juve and Maccabi Haifa have three. Yeah. So right now, Juve are sitting in a Europa League spot, but they have the same amount of points as fucking Haifa. I mean, dude, they were a European giant like four years ago. It's crazy to see the, how yeah. like far they've fallen. Yeah, and now they're bad, dude. They can't get yeah. out of the fucking... Well, I mean, Benfica are pretty good. Like, Yeah, but they're a team that Juve should like easily should, handle. Should easily handle. 85% and you shouldn't be fucking dropping points, let alone losing to Maccabi Haifa. <laughs> That sounds like a hey, German wrong? beer. No, you're not. No. <laughs> Where the fuck are they from? The Israeli Premier League. Oh my god. Didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> nah, I didn't know they had teams in Israel. Where's this fucking prison team from? It doesn't even say what league they play in. And the only games on their schedule are Champions League games, dude. I don't think this team's in a <laughs> They're league. They're just built for the Champions League. <laughs> it's dude, like, how many, how many, how many times do you think people actually check in on like these random teams in the Champions League too? You know what I mean? Like people, you and I obviously do because we have a podcast and we like deep dive into Champions League. But like, if I'm just like a neutral like Liverpool fan and I only watch like Liverpool, like I'm not gonna check the leagues of like the Israeli Premier League to see how like. Whatever, however you say it. Yeah. <laughs> Came up. Like, dude, I'm looking at this fucking Victoria Pleasant team. Their last games, Champions League, Champions League, Champions League, Champions League, Champions League, Champions League qualifying, Champions League qualifying, 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 qualifying. Maybe, maybe their season Club is friendly. just, like, different. Europa League qualifying, Europa League qualifying, Europa League, Europa League. Europa, Europa, all the like. No league matches or anything. It's just Champions League and Europa League qualifying games, <laughs> and that's it. They don't have a league. <laughs> that's kind of cool. Imagine that. Yeah, I play. I play Champions League football, but I'm not in a domestic league. Strictly Champions League. I gotta find out where the fuck this team is from. All right, I'm gonna take a leak real quick. Oh, I found them. Where? They are from uh Czech Republic. Oh, well that's why we don't that's why we don't know who they are. 
No, no, no. Wait. I don't know. Is Czech Republic and Czechoslovakia the same thing? No, I don't think so. It just says they're a Czech professional football club based in Plzeň. Yeah, sounds like a cover-up. <laughs> they play in the in the Czech First League, the top division of football yeah, in the country. Yeah, sure they do. That's what Wiki says. <laughs> I know Wiki's not very reliable, but that's what they say. Hey, Wiki is either the most reliable or not reliable at all. There's no in between. Yeah. Oh, their president is Adolf. <laughs> Adolf Sadek. Adolf Smitler? <laughs> that's what it sounds like. <laughs> Pavel Horvath was voted as Victoria's best player of all time. That boy Pavel Dotsuk? Is Pavel Dotsuk from Czech? Where's he uh, from? Maybe. Their whole team is it's mostly Czech players. And then you got one from Benin, two from Slovak. One from Colombia, one from Nigeria, and one from Senegal. Ah, Senegal. I know that place. Oh, I lied. They have three from Slovak. Slovak. That sounds like an interesting place. They got a bunch of dudes out on loan. Their their players that are out on loan are also all from the Czech, except for two from Slovak and one from Brazil. Oh, this place is like local, local. Yeah. You grow up here and you play for the local team. That's cool, though. They're in Champions League. Fuck. Yeah, not too bad. The dude with their the most clean sheets in their history ha- is a Slovak. Is that the even top- how you say, like, people from Slovak? He's just a Slovak? He's probably Slovakian. Slo- Slovakian? Ah, that makes sense. <laughs> he is a Slovak. Um... <laughs> Out of their top goal scorers, nine out of ten of them are from Czech. Represent. And, but, but here's the thing. Their number ten is one behind number nine, but the number ten is a current player. And number nine is not. So he may be getting bumped down. Ooh, he's going to take that single-digit spot, dude. He is. He you needs know it's it. on his mind. We're, just know the Random Roommates podcast is rooting for you, bud. He yeah, hears this and writes us a letter. Hey, guys, I just want to say I really appreciate the support and the shout-out on the pod. <laughs> Big fan. No problem, oh, that's, bro. That's why we get two listens from Czechoslovakia every week. He's like, yeah, show my mom. <laughs> <laughs> you think that's what he sounds like? I Honestly, I don't know why that accent came to mind. It was just like the first thing I thought of. Czechoslovakia. Yeah, I showed my mom. Phillies are losing tonight. Uh, What's the score? I just looked at the TV for the first time in a while. It is now 4-7. Oh. Um, Runners on the corners with two outs. Still the bottom of the fifth. So since Aaron Aaron Nola got taken out, we've given up three runs and two runners have been let on. And we've got zero outs. That felt like it was 30 minutes ago. We got some bum named Bellotto on the mound. At least it's not Gelato. I wish it was, dude. Put a fucking something <laughs> tasty up there, not this bump. Some zesty gelato. Yeah, give me something nice. At least I gotta get a little delicious. Mm, delicioso. Now I'm just upsetness. <laughs> You're upset, upsetioso. 
<laughs> yeah, big fan. It's Parmesan. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, Rick and Morty on a six-week break. That's bullshit. I didn't even know. I, I got to get caught up. Maybe tonight, because obviously I don't want to watch the Phillies anymore. <laughs> yeah, they're on some bullshit with their six-week break, but like I get it. At least it gives us something to look forward to for a little bit longer. So what do they do, five episodes? Yeah, I think they do five and five. Which they do. They usually do like a little break. Streaming now. Uh, HBO Max has them. Oh, dude, Sling TV has it. Oh, really? You you can watch it live there. Yeah. But can I watch it now? There. Yeah, yeah. I think they add the new episode like onto Sling like once it airs. I'm not sure though. Do that or HBO Max to load the bases. Oh no, gelato. That's what you get for not being ice cream, you asshole. Yeah. Ooh, some graham cracker crunch cream ice. I wish I had some of that here. Ooh, that cream ice was so good, dude. So good. It was like a smoothness that I've never had before. It was weird. Yeah, it's like, it's. I felt like immediately bad after trying it because I was like, cream ice. Like, what? It's called fucking ice cream. What? And she's like, no, it's not <laughs> yeah. ice cream. And I'm like, well, what is it? She's like, cream ice. And I'm like, do you hear yourself right now? I need you to hear yourself. <laughs> And then I tried it, and I was like, oh, this is like I a way different apologize. texture and, and consistency. <laughs> yeah. Who would have thought, dude? Switching two words around would make that yeah, much of a difference. Yeah, that's all you gotta do. What if, what oh, if it was man. like the same exact process? I just called it cream ice, and it came out completely different. <laughs> just yeah, that's uh, literally just all we like did. We just, we just changed the name. That's all. We just yeah. switched the words. We wanted yep, to be a little different. It's all in your head. New. It's actually not it's a different in consistency. Your head. Uh, you me, see me uh, eating cream ice. <laughs> oh, that cream ice. Mm. I just did myself dirty. Why? Because now I want some fucking cream ice, but I don't want to go to Staten Island. Yeah, that's a hike for some cream ice. <laughs> sure is. And it's <laughs> chilly bonker, out here. He just bonked your mic. You just gave a head bonk to your mic like you agreed with it. Yep. <laughs> You said the, you know, from Finding Nemo, Finn, Noggin. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> you just did that with your mic. <laughs> oh, dude. When we were in, uh, when we were at the Grand Canyon, we took this, uh, this tour and our tour guide was this German dude. Vanna was his name. Vanna. Uh, Timo? Yeah. Um, <laughs> he was cool. Definitely a smoker. I could hear it in his voice. I said to that, cause like. He's got a little tickle from the weed. I know that. I know that tickle. <laughs> he just like couldn't ever clear his throat, and I was like, yeah. I know what that is. I, that's I know that, that one like that's that one dry spot in the middle of your throat that you can't get. <laughs> yep. Um, and so he's he's talking, and he's like, so like the way that I remember what happens here, like to the Grand Canyon, what happened here? I say, dude. <laughs> and then he kept saying it like that, and I was like, this guy is fucking hilarious. Dude, like not D U D E D O O D. Yeah, it was D U D E. It was like it was like an acronym. They all stood for something, and I forget it already. <laughs> um, that's funny. And he always Lex didn't notice this, and I'm upset with her because it would like stuck out so much to me. Every time he said "but," like because he would like he talked the entire time. He was driving us in this truck. We were all sitting in the back, and right. um, he's talking the whole time, and he would like you know change thoughts or just have to like pause and thoughts of who to use but and he would always go but it was like really long and drawn out he'd be like but 
<laughs> and, then, and then he would go on to saying whatever he was saying. He was funny. He had so many pictures that he's like taken, like printed pictures that he's had like from over the years. You could tell they're worn from getting passed around. And he's like, and uh, I would like to show you a picture. <laughs> I've got that printed. <laughs> yeah, he was cool. My printed pictures. That's awesome. I love those types of people that are like kind of not like stuck in their time, but like, you know, it feels like they just were like pulled from like the early 90s and like stuck in the 2020s. You know what I mean? Like they just kind of have like the personality of like vintage. Dude, he said he came to Arizona and the Grand Canyon on, on a vacation. And he was like, OK, I'm moving here. And then he moved here. And now he's a tour guide. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. What a, what a story, dude. Imagine that. That's it's so like. Just like different, yeah. Oh, you know what? This is pretty dope. I'm gonna move here. That's like love with Australia, but then she ended up hopping all over the world. Yeah, that's true. Um, dude, Arizona was so fucking beautiful. Dude, I was like living vicariously through you guys' like pictures and stuff. That golf course you played looked incredible, immaculate. I had to rent clubs though, dude. It was fucking bread. So the tea time was seventy bucks, which is fine. But club rentals for 18 was like 245. Oh, what the fuck? That's not and bad. Then, and, and then I had to pay 20 bucks for Lex to ride along. I probably didn't have to. I probably should have uh, just hopped on. It would have been fine because right. we didn't play with anybody. You know what I mean? But I was like right. worried that it might be packed and then like I'd have to share a cart with a random. So I was like, I want, I want to make sure that I'm going to be able to like have Lex ride along with me. Right. Um. So it was 20 bucks for that. So altogether, it was 135 for around the golf by myself. And I was just like, oh. Yeah, solo round. That's 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 a lot but dude, yeah the fucking uh like the some of the clubs in myrtle like if you want to rent clubs like if you're playing at like uh like grand dunes or something and you want to rent clubs it's like 200 bucks for one round and That's then on, wild. Top of, on top of that it's like 130 dollars just to play the round it's fucking yeah. stupid the clubs were like they're fine i had like some tailor-made sims um but nothing lower than a, uh an approach wedge really yeah no degrees that's weird. No sand wedge. You'd think they'd have like a full bag that you can just take. Yeah, but they had all these fucking woods that I didn't even touch. Yeah, that's a, that's so annoying, dude. I have one wood. I have two, but I, I literally take one out like twice every 18. Like, I never use it. I yeah. So, like, having the di- what's the difference between fucking hitting this ball 200 yards or 210 yards with the same club? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I have three woods and a hybrid. I need. To, I want to get some hybrids just so I don't have to swing my iron so fucking hard. But I have. I have two three woods. They have different uh, degree lofts. One's fifteen. One's eighteen. How and does I have a five how, wood? And I have a three. No, I have a four hybrid or maybe a three hybrid. How does like hitting your hybrid feel compared to your woods? Is it, I hate like, kind it. Kind of the Dude, same as hitting your woods, or is it more I of like an iron I bought my hybrid. Feel? Bought my hybrid because I got a gift card to TaylorMade. No, to Callaway for, through work. I got. A, I, so I was like. All right, I'm going to get myself a hybrid and terrible fucking decision, dude. I swing it so bad, dude. I haven't hit it. I haven't made good contact with that thing once other than at a driving <laughs> range. Yeah, of course. It's always at the range, too. Yeah, and then I get on the course and I'm like, what do I do? I don't here? know how to do Yeah. Woods are hard to hit. Woods and hybrids are hard to they hit. They are. And I, I think dude, it's my wood was in my bag thing. for a long time. It really is. You just got to, like, like, once I started, like, swing my wood again i was like i just need to like get out of my head about me being bad with this club and just swing a golf club like i would and it kind of helped a little bit but i used to be so nice with the woods too that's the thing and now i'm not i was talking to lex i was like this year 
my drive has gotten worse. It's gotten like bad. I hate my drive. And my irons have not gotten better. So I'm just net worse than I ever was. <laughs> <laughs> net and skills down. <laughs> yeah. Um it's it's bad scenes, dude. My I can't get my driver up at all. Really? At all. Yeah, dude. My drives all my drives are so low. And it fucks me over because like I'll hit like short line drives and then they'll fucking hit the ground. My drive will go fucking sixty yards. And then I'm like, all right, so I'm gonna hit my iron probably out of the rough and I'm gonna hit it well. And now I'm where I should have been after my drive. After my drive, yeah. And then yep. I have a good hole, but you know, I bogey or I double bogey because I put myself behind an eight ball because of my shit drive. Right. Yeah. I'm really that's... just bad out of the tee box because even when it's shorter and I'm using irons, like my irons fall apart. So it's definitely box. it's definitely got to be a psyche thing, dude. If you're just standing, like knowing that you're standing up on a tee box, taking like your first shot of the hole. So you probably just got to like go up there and not even think about it. Don't even practice and just swing at the ball like a few times. Yeah, crank like take, that soldier boy. Take like yeah, crank that soldier boy for like three holes on a random like day you play and just don't even have like a routine. Just go up there and try and hit the ball and just be like, all right, I'm gonna hit this ball like towards the fairway and just see what happens. Cause then you can go back and see like, okay, like I'm getting the ball back up off the ground. Now what can I fix mechanically to keep the ball straight and go far? Yeah. I should probably get a trainer this winter. I just need to play more golf, dude. I haven't played in probably a month, month. I just want somebody to like look at my swing and be like, Oh, I'm a professional golf person. I know what a good swing looks like. And here are some things that I see you doing wrong. Dude, just get like to fix them. get a set of like three lessons. Just that's a pretty. Bo- I, might. I mean, because after that, like they can't tell you anything more that's going to help you. You know what I mean? Like they see your swing, they're telling you like what you need to do to fix your swing, yeah. and it's that's that. Yeah, I might, I, I might do it at um that five iron golf place where I was looking at getting a membership to, but it's fucking bread. I found out. Yeah. Um, I might do it there because they open early, so I can go there and like do that before work as like a training thing. You know what I mean? Facts. Like like almost like a gym session before work. That would be fun too. It's probably way more fun than just lifting weights. Yeah, it is. Back in the gym this week for the first time, and uh, Bryce just hit a leadoff double, top six. So fucking love that. Let's get it. Game's Um, not over, dude. Game's not over. No, but it kind of is. But we'll see. Um, and so I'm, I'm just like just getting back to the gym, dude. And I'm so weak. I did leg day on Monday, dude, and my legs are hating me right now. Got to drink that water, baby. That's the only, that helps me when I get like cramps in my hamstrings or just like my legs in general from like exercise, dude. Like if I'm not drinking like more water than I usually do, that which you already know is not a lot yeah. to begin with, but like, oh, dude, hamstring cramps, especially when you're sleeping and you like roll over and like your leg cramps up, that's fucking worst. It's not, it's not even cramps. It's just like Soreness. so fucking sore, dude. Like yeah. it hurts to stand up, it hurts to sit down, it hurts to put weight on my butt cheeks. Because my butts are so sore. Dude, so yeah. I'm, I'm at the gym Monday. I didn't go in the morning because birds game Sunday night. So I went after work. And I get finished up. And there's like these little benches in there. So I, I like squat down in front of the bench to mix up my protein into my shaker. And um, I, I let out like an, oh, fuck. And there's this old dude in there with his fucking cock out. And he's like, oh, what are you cramping up? I was like, no, nah, I just coming off a broken ankle this is my first time lifting in a while so i'm just my legs are fucking dead and he was like oh yeah dude i feel you he was like i actually just came off a broken ankle too he was like fell off a ladder broke my ankle fell back onto the ladder and broke my ass cheek 
Oh <laughs> man, dude, Christ. what kind of fall? I want to see this fall. What the fuck? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, like, damn, brother, painful. that's tough scenes. I'm gonna get out of here. You put your little dick away. <laughs> <laughs> Please, for the love of God, dude, just put a towel on or something. Yeah. Nobody's trying to see that. When I went to the gym today, I walked in the sauna, and I was like, holy fuck, it is hot in here. My phone instantly fogged up. I looked at the fucking thermometer. It was pushing 170. I was like, hell fucking yeah, dude. (laughs) Just instant, dude. I love when I, like, walk into, like, a shower that I, like, ran, like, a minute or two before. Because I usually, like, walk into the bathroom, turn the shower on, take a shit. And then get in the shower, and it's the yeah. best when it's like already steamy and just like super hot. Especially I don't like when it's my like cold outside. I know you're fucking pathetic for it, dude. I'm just not a fan of the hotness. I like cold showers sometimes. Cold showers are nice in the morning if you need to like wake up. Mm-hmm. Cold showers are good for your body. Yeah, they're good for your immune system. They're really good for like blood circulation and stuff like that. Yeah, fuck with a cold shower every now um, and then. Yeah, yeah, definitely not on the Reggie. <laughs> Maybe not on the Reggie Miller. Nah. Uh, I people have like ice baths in their yard. Get one of those one day. Yeah, I've taken an ice bath before. It's like obviously sucks when you first get in, but like you feel really good afterwards. Yeah. I want to, dude. One day I want to be fucking. I just want to have stupid shit, bro. I want to have a dope gym. I want to have a sauna, like a personal sauna in my backyard, and I want to have an ice bath so I can just fucking work out. Sauna, ice bath, sauna, ice bath, and go back and forth and just fuck my body up, dude. Yep. It's like, like that kind of like crazy like shock therapy is like, like it going works. from like extreme it really heat works, to extreme dude. cold. It's so good for your body and it like it helps you. First of all, it like really helps prevent you like getting cancer. But if you do get cancer, it like really helps you get through chemo because your body is so used to like these extremes that like Right. You know, you're less of your like chemo kills a lot of the cancer cells, but it kills so many good cells, which is why it's so like harmful. But if your bodies are if your cell body like the cells in your body are already used to being fucked up all the time, like they're resilient and like it's going to take more to kill them. So like chemo won't be like as harmful. It's still going to fuck you up. But that's I never thought about it like that, dude. That actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's a big um thing in like intermittent fasting is like intermittent fasting like while you're fasting, you're like some of your like only the like their strong cells will survive, and it kind of kills off some of the weak cells. Right. Um, so then, like when if you were to have cancer treatments, like you know your your the cells that are in your body, you'd be more resilient, and it wouldn't be as harmful. Wow, learn something new every day. I might just be talking shit. It, it's smart shit. I mean, it I makes think, sense I in think my it's head. Facts. I think it's facts, but I can't confirm that it's facts. Well, you got anything else you want to spit at me? No, I don't think so. All right, well, let's go Phils. Let's go Yanks. Um, Let's go Birds. Let's go Birds, obviously. I mean, not this week. We don't want to lose to the bye week, but... Yeah, it'd be tough. Um, Yeah, I guess we'll be back next week with more random roommates, dude. It's been a pleasure. This, we got a lot. We, Actually, I feel like there's, we got there's one last this, thing this I want to talk about. Okay, hit me. Um, I just want to talk about how great it was in at the fucking Cardinals Eagles game. Um, oh yeah, dude. Woke up bright and early because the time change. Right, it was our first day with the time change. So right. me and Lex were like awake and like wired by like five fifteen. 
because that's eight fifteen Eastern. So I'm like, yeah, oh, dude, I'm usually waking up at like seven a.m. early, right? like <laughs> eight, like eight in the morning. Like, that's nothing. I slept and, like, in. <laughs> and like when we landed, we like just went to the hotel. We landed at like seven thirty. It was kind of late. Yeah. Um, so we just like went back to the hotel, like finished watching the Phils game and some of the Mets game. Um, and then we we're like, all right, like let's go hit a dispensary and then let's go get dinner. So I. She's, you know, taking a shower. I'm on I'm on that Weed Maps app looking at dispensaries and I see this one that's really close nearby and it's like um if you get a membership 40% off your first order. Your second order is like $25 off for every 75 you spend and your third order is like buy one get one free equal or, or lesser value. So I'm like, "All right, bet." Ooh. So I'm like, "I don't really want to have to stop again. Don't know where I'm going to have to stop." So we go to the dispensary. I just snag six pre-rolls. I honestly, I hated the entire experience. I thought that the whole, I didn't like the dispensaries in Arizona because you couldn't like see any of this stuff, right? Like that's how they were in Colorado and Denver, dude. Like they had, it's so, like you walked in, right? You show your ID and then on the left side, it's like the entire wall is covered in shit, but then yep. it's like a counter and like all this fucking plastic shit up because of like COVID. Like they didn't need to, they just had still had it up from COVID and um then like a line people are waiting to go up to like a different like person to help you and like yeah. i couldn't look at anything ahead of time like the girl that was like you know our cashier person she kind of sucked like i i really didn't like it at all was, um, dude that's the exact experience i had in denver I mean, really the only time i've been to dispensary it was the exact way you just just described it the way the counter and the wall and the security guard like to the right and then you just yeah, turn no, left and everything's you gotta, right there you gotta go to you gotta go to la dude because in la like yeah you gotta show your id they have like a bouncer you show your id when you right. get in pretty much but then they have like it's like it's literally well the MedMen is like called the apple store of dispensaries but it literally is dude they have like you know how you walk in apple and it's like all their devices are on their tables right and they're like attached yeah. to the table that's right. literally what MedMen was. They have like these little plastic like canisters. They probably have like an eighth each in them, but they're like secured to the table on a cord. And you can like pick it up, like look at the nugs, obviously. Like you can like twist it open to like smell it and shit like that. And then they had an iPad, and one iPad went with four strains of weed, and you could click into any of them and get like all this information about them. And then along the walls is all pre-rolls edibles they got fucking thc drinks in the fucking soda machines like it was literally just like oh, regular shopping way, that sounds like way better than my experience dude yeah dude and like i went into ones that weren't med men it's just like so much better because like like i was just like looking through edibles because like i didn't really know what i wanted i was just like my first time in la like i'm gonna get some edibles and send that shit home you know right. what i mean so i was like I, so but i was just able to just like look through at all their shit on my by my own you know what i mean yeah um, yeah, that sounds way better. So anyway, so we go to the dispensary. We get um, I get six pre rolls. I'm like, all right, let's just let's just keep it moving. Um, we go to pick up salads. They got this place called Salad and Go. The starting price of a salad is six dollars and fifty cents, and it's a fat salad. You get like one like protein. You get like four like generic toppings, two premium toppings, and then you can put other toppings on for small upcharges. So I ended up getting like extra match cheese and like something else extra and i paid 850 and it was one of the best salads i've ever had in my entire life dude and it was wow. so cheap yeah we it's actually like a, it's actually, like a chipotle for salad yeah but it's like a walk-up window only like if you go there it's like you know how like ice cream stands or ice cream yeah. shops are like walk-up window only you don't like go inside that's right. how it was well what we ordered online cool. so lex just like walked up and snagged it from the window but they also have a yeah. drive-thru 
Dope. Yeah, dude, it was it was delicious and so fucking cheap. Lex, she actually saw this TikTok that was uh, it was like this girl talking about how she hates living in Arizona, but she gets one dollar banging cold brew from Salad and Go. And I was like, yeah, dude, the place slaps. Dude, and especially like the prices too. I feel like that's pretty cheap for like you go to like Food Line and get like a prepackaged salad and still like it's way smaller and it's still like six bucks. Exactly. Um, but so anyway, we had that was our first night. It was pretty chill. We just fucking smoked a joint, um, ate our salads, went to bed pretty much. Wake up early. Literally out our, out of our window is sunrise and you could see the mountains in the background. And I was like, this is beautiful. Yep. Um. Yep. And then we just were like chilling. Um, there was uh, the fans of Philly were down there. They had a hundred dollar uh, ticket for their tailgate, and it was, but it was like we're gonna have. They had two buffets, like a breakfast buffet, and then like a half hour later, like a, a new different like lunch buffet came out, a full open bar. Um, so I was like, I and I saw that beforehand, but I didn't buy tickets. So I went. I was gonna buy tickets Sunday morning because like we woke up so early. I was like, fuck it, let me see. And it said they were sold out. Um, so we're like, all right, we'll just get down there. Like whenever we'll, we'll go to some bars near the stadium. No big deal. So I find like a couple random bars and dude, Lex and I showed up game was at one, maybe it was one thirty. Lex and I showed up and at like 10, 10 30, dude, this place was fucking swarmed Mobbed. with bird fans. Wow. It was. So there was like the one bar, it was a bar where fans of Philly were at. It wasn't like. A tailgate. It was just they were just at a bar, and you could get right. you could get in for a hundred bucks. They were doing hundred dollar covers, but I was like, I don't really want to pay two hundred bucks. We're really not going to drink that that much. Like in two hours, it's not going to be worth it. If we were here for the whole four hours, it would be. We'd get right. breakfast and then a second fucking helping of whatever we want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then there was like this huge courtyard on the other side of the courtyard. There were like maybe like four other bars or five other bars, and. All of them slammed with birds fans. One of them was completely closed off. They had no more tickets. And the other ones were just like random bars with like no like event going on, but filled with birds fans. So we, we just hopped into one and like sat at the bar, literally had like four or five Miller lights. And they were like, yeah, sorry, we're all out of Miller now. I was like, oh, fucking assholes. <laughs> you drank um, and dry. But we sat down next to these two old heads, Cardinals fans, and they were like best friends that like moved to Arizona together. Like, yeah, we yeah. do Christmas in our fucking shorts and fucking polos together, like with our wives. Like, we come to the Cardinals games. We're just out here living, and I'm like, you guys are not That's too awesome. shabby. Yeah. Um, and then we we go up to the stadium and we get to our seats, and then me me and Lex had aisle seats, and the three guys next to us were probably like you know two to three years younger than us, but they were cool. Everyone was so nice, and. And then dude, it was a great not game. In Philly anymore. It was a fucking home game, dude. Half the fans in there were Eagles fans. Third and I fourth mean, down with the birds on defense. That place was fucking loud, bro. Was I was the like, stadium this is cool? great. Stadium was cool. I was yammered. I don't remember as much as I wish I did. Yeah. Lex got us like a pulled pork and a pulled chicken sandwich. Oh, them jobs are nice when you're mm. hammered. I mean, dude, yeah, most things are, but pulled pork sandwich. Can't yeah. go wrong with those, dude. Yeah. And the beer guy let her fucking keep the lids on her beer so she could carry everything back. Fucking it was all awesome for me. She guy. got two beers for me. And she also <laughs> got food. And she was like, can I keep the lids for these? Because, like, look at my fucking hands. They're already full. And he was like, I'm yeah. not supposed to. But, yeah. What a lot. Dude, shout out Cardinals fans treating us right. I wasn't there, but I feel the love. 
It was great. There was uh, I saw Barstool Philly. Like somebody took a picture of a person, a girl that was texting, and sent it to Barstool Philly, and they posted it. And it was a Cardinals fan. The game was like somebody tell the all these fucking Eagles fans to shut the fuck up. It's not even a home game. Blah blah blah. Like just like mad at how loud we were. And I, was, <laughs> I love it. Dude. I love that. I fucking dude. love it. Hell yeah, that's awesome. And then you know, birds get a big dub. Birds fans travel well, dude. So well, dude. I love it. Best traveling fan base. In the country, in the country, out of all four sports, is the oh, Eagles. Don't, don't get, don't, uh, come on. Yep. Come on. And I'll put Dude, that up there with anybody. Bro, I'm, this is, this, I'm taking, yeah, I, how can you compete with that, dude? It's because the Yankee close. fans don't travel, dude. They hang out in New York and they're fucking little ghettos That's, and they don't leave. Dude, I'm not even half saying of, this. Because... Half of the fucking Yankees fans have never been out of New York. You, dude. Okay, you might think that they so travel not, well, that's but that's so because not you have true. fans around the entire world. Or, like, that's, that's not, not true. traveling. That's not true at all, dude. How we, many away games have you been every, to? Uh, none. But also, oh. I'm watching. I'm watching them on TV, dude. Every time okay, we go, it doesn't matter. We're talking about traveling, going to the game at an away game. Okay, I personally don't, but that's because I can't afford to. That's not. You know what I mean? There's so many Yankees plans. Yankees fans planted across the country. Every away exactly. game we play, in, planted, feels like a home game, dude. Planted Even across the, the country, not traveling two games. Planted across the country. It's way different well, if you're I, already there. Oh, Obviously, you're saying, dude, you're saying if there was a Myrtle Beach Philly team, fans, you're saying Philly fans that live in Philly traveling to Eagles games. Yeah, packing out fucking full planes of fans. That's where not... taking over the fucking intercom on the plane with fucking fly with fly <laughs> chants and the like, literally planes full of Eagles fans going and taking over stadiums. Not being there, like if the Yankees came to play the Myrtle Beach Pelicans, you'd fucking be there because you lived there well, or you did. Well, yeah, but dude, that, I'm saying that's the, that's not what it means by like Yankees fans travel well. It's just Yankees fans showing up to support their team no matter where they're at. Like traveling well, obviously, like any football team is going to have better traveling fan base because there's 17 games in a season. I, I thought I, I was talking like Yankees fans show out at like when we play like the the Rockies or the Rays or like any team. Even dude, the fucking Guardian series we just played in Cleveland was rocking for the Yankees. Like, it's that's just how the Yankees, they just have so many fans. But if you're talking, like, New York City people that live in the boroughs traveling to, yeah, obviously, because there's a fucking thousand games a year. That's true. They don't have to travel. Yeah. But I do agree with you, like, dude, like Detroit- bird, the Birds fans that travel, like, from Philly, dude, there's, like, a they're very close-knit, and you can we always played, tell. We played Detroit week one this year. It's the first time Detroit has sold out a game in so fucking long. It was a home game for us, dude. It was. Most of them are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's dope. You love to it's, see it, especially when you do get to watch it on TV and you can, like, hear it, like, the crowd. Yeah. Dude, dope. yesterday when I was watching the Phillies game, um, we were up and Bryce was up to bat and the place was silent. And all, all I could hear is one lone fan. MVP, MVP. <laughs> I'm like, this guy's a fucking legend. You know he's hammered, and every single person around him is like, "Yo, Hates this him. Phillies fan, shut the fuck up, dude." And I'm just like, "Hell yes, this is what I'm living for, bro." That's what you need, though, dude. Teams need those types of fans. You know what I mean? Like, it does, doesn't matter where he's at or where they're at or what they're doing. It's like he's gonna fucking root for his team, dude. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. But yeah, I just wanted to. Uh... Oh man, uh, not a home run. I thought I thought we were about to give another solo shot. Is this still seven um, four? Yeah, we 
on, we're on defense, bottom of the six now. So that Bryce Harper leadoff double turned into Diddly Nada. Squat. Diddly Squat. We'll get out of here. It's been about two hours. I think that was long yeah, enough. Yeah, I think we got our. We'll come we back at you next this week episode. with a good one. We'll have a doc next episode so that uh, yeah, there'll be a little bit more structured than there usually is or there was tonight. But we're not structured yeah. people when it comes to no. podcasting. We kind of just let it rip. We so. diddy bopped around, dude. We hit on all the shit we wanted to hit. Like maybe not as in depth. Like usually, I got notes for like all the football games and shit like yeah. that. We really only talked about the birds. Right. Um, but it's all that matters, I mean, though. We're the only that undefeated is, team. dude. Only undefeated team. And I'm looking at our like upcoming schedule. I'm gonna pull it up really quick. It's a soft schedule. It's <laughs> dude, a very we should soft never schedule. Lose another game. <laughs> I know, dude. I think our hardest opponent in the next five weeks is like the Packers. Where it's like, you know what I mean? We should beat the Packers yeah. pretty easily right now. What do we have? So we have the bye week, and then it's the Steelers who are booty cheeks with Kenny Pickett. Yep. The Texans who are not a good team. The Commanders who are not a good team. Not a good team. The Colts. Not a good team. I, the thing is, I like the Colts are. I think are on paper they're a good team. They're yes. just not a good nah. team, not winning games. <laughs> the Packers, who are not the Packers of the past, the Titans, who I think are same with the Colts, like should be good. Should but be fine. better. Yeah. The Giants, who are sneaky good. The Bears, who are bad. Who are bad. The Cowboys, who this that game's in December. They'll be good by then. Um yeah. The Saints, who knows? And then the Giants again. Well, like realistically, we might not lose until December. Dude, if I'm being honest, I don't think we should lose at all unless injuries fuck us. But yeah, those are all, like easy, like I think the Giants are good. They're not like they haven't. Who I mean, who have they beat that's been like a huge upset? You know what I mean? Nobody. The they have the been Packers, their best win, and the Packers and they lost to the Jets. Good. The Packers lost to the Jets, dude. Yeah. Um, let's see. Who have the Giants beat? They oh, actually, they beat the Ravens this week. That's a good win. That is a good win. The Ravens also haven't been like the team that they're supposed to be. No, nah, but they're but... still solid. Their defense yeah. is suspect, but their offense is still good. Yeah. Um. They beat the Packers. They beat the Bears, who are ass. Lost to the Cowboys. Beat the Panthers, who are horrendous. And they beat the Titans week one. Yeah. So. Bunch of nobodies. We, should, we, we should beat them, I think, pretty. Not easily, maybe, but I think it's it's it should be a win. Honestly, the Cowboys are, are are not terrible. They got shitted on by the Bucks week one, but then they beat the Bengals, even though they've been suspect. Beat the Giants, beat the Commanders, beat the Rams, who have been suspect, and then lost to us. But they're not terrible. They've been winning the games they're supposed to win. Yeah, but here's the thing, dude. The Eagles, I think, need to win all the fucking games. Like the Giants only have one loss. It's not yeah. like we're fucking. The season's and dude, over. The Cowboys we, are right the there. The Cowboys too. only have two. Like it's not like the season's over and we were running away with the division and we're a lock for the playoffs. Right. We could very easily not make the playoffs. Right. Because the NFC beast. Yeah. So I mean, gotta keep that pedal on the fucking floor and you know, gotta keep racking up dubs. After this week, obviously. Uh yeah. It's gonna be exciting, dude. I'm All excited. All right, filthy animals. Have a great weekend. We'll- We'll, we'll smooch smile. you. We'll smooch you now. We'll smooch you when we get back. And we'll smooch you when we see you next. I smooch farted.